Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Hive Mind Recap Podcast, the May 2021 recap. Uh, my name is Jake. I'm here with my pals, as per usual, Justin, Derek, and Jacob. How are we all you doing did tonight? It. I'm so, I did it. I'm so I did it. I remembered for the first time. For the first time ever, I have remembered <laughs> to introduce. Just typing it. I have remembered to introduce my co-hosts for the actual first time ever. Um, not like I mean, <laughs> I, I made an attempt at it in our. Uh, in our after hours episode, which we did with Nevertell uh, a few weeks ago, so if uh, you're listening to this and you haven't checked that out yet, definitely go check that out. We got to sit down with the two vocalists of Nevertell, talk about their latest album, which we'll be talking about much later in the show uh, tonight. Uh, but yeah, Hive Mind Recap Podcast, May 2021. How are y'all feeling tonight? Feel pretty good. You know, looking at the playlist we have, it's much more relaxed than last month. Oh, yeah. Thank God. Oh, yeah. Thank God. God. We so, needed it. The goal is to not go over three. I think the goal should really to try and not go over two and a half hours, honestly. I Whether that happens or not. We're not going to hit that. You but regardless. Know us. We're going we're gonna to blabber for about an hour and a half. But regardless. We have significantly less material to talk about than the past two months, that's, that's, and it feels that's that's so refreshing. Oh, yeah. Moving on, I if you want to follow us on social media, <laughs> uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at HiveMindRadio underscore, where you'll get updates about this podcast and uh, my radio show, which is on hiatus for a few months, so you won't get that for a while. But uh, anyway. I don't know if there's anything else to talk about before we get into the new music tonight. No, a very boring month overall, I feel like. Like, even, like, personally for me, it was just kind of like, eh. Yeah, I think, I th- music. in saying that, there definitely were a lot of good songs released, but I definitely think it is the weakest month of the year right now. I yeah, won't sure. be surprised if Justin agree. disagrees based on the list of albums and EPs we have at the end of the, it, this episode. Based but. on the singles, going on the singles alone, this is the weakest month. Okay. Fair. We'll take it. We'll take it. So, uh, <laughs> I guess let's get right into it then? Yeah, let's go Yeah, for it. absolutely. Concrete Castles have dropped their second single, Half Awake. This Better. Band. Or worse than the first single. What do you think? Uh, I, I first off want to say this band is awesome. I think this is yep. <laughs> this is this is hard because they're both very unique. Um, the, just a friend definitely leaned much more into pop rock, whereas I feel this one lends itself more to just straight up rock almost. But yeah. it's 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 almost like comparing apples to oranges. But I think if I had to pick a favorite, it would be this one. Um, I think. I mean, I said the that uh, the first single was more pop rock. That one definitely is more catchy in my opinion, but I definitely think I've gone back to this song more and enjoyed this song more overall. I am going to say that I like Just a Friend maybe a little bit better. But with that said, I think that this is definitely one of my favorite songs of the month. They've like leaned more into like a, I'm I'm assuming it's electronics if it's some sort of instrument that makes that noise after the chorus like no I got no clue <laughs> um, but like in terms of just overall like electronic vibe and influence this one definitely leaning more into that and I dig it I dig it a lot yeah I, I really like the way that this song like builds up into the chorus 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think it w- it's a little bit slow where you like basically say the entire chorus in the build-up. Like the, the pre-chorus is the chorus, and then the chorus yeah. is just the pre-chorus again, um, just with heavier hitting instrumentals. Uh, I do remember them saying that this is gonna, this is like their heavier side, and if this is their heavier side huh. of what this album is going to shape up to be, I'm not complaining in all honesty. No, no, like, me neither. Th- this is this is just like solid. Like it's heavier, it's also still just very accessible, and if that's what they're going for, then they nailed it. One of these is gonna have to break eventually, like like into the mainstream. I oh yeah, like, definitely. I, there's there's too much, and again, like we've seen it in plenty of bands. Um, I guess particularly Fam on Fire and Our Last Night, where they cover a bunch of pop music and it bleeds into their like own personal projects or their own like music, I should say, and like that's the same thing here. Like there's so much talent and pop sensibility that they gain from doing all those covers that one of these has to pop onto mm-hmm. something <laughs> um into mainstream Ugh. media eventually i didn't even mean to do that um but yeah, no, I, i'm very very happy with this with just a friend and very excited to see uh what the rest of this album sounds like do we have a date on it there is no album date as far as I'm aware. They did just announce another single, which we'll be talking about next month in our June recap. Um, but yeah, Half Awake saw it. I think the last one I want to make here is that uh, I was listening to the song earlier today and I noticed for the first time there's an extra layer of backing vocals in the final chorus, which it's kind of faint, but it was a neat mm-hmm. touch that I wanted to point out. That definitely yeah, production helps. value. Yep. On very this very good production just all around. Yeah. Let's move on then. Breathe Atlantis are back. They have a brand new song called Overdrive. Where did this come from? A rising empire. Germany. Well, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like the sound of it. Like, it definitely oh, sounds like they're much older stuff. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, this is, like, Future Stories and, oh god, I don't remember the name of the first album, but that, it's like that, okay, yeah, that it, that's from, that's that era of Breathe Atlantis, which I it didn't like. It is very clearly not Soulmate era Breathe no, Atlantis. No, no, which no. <laughs> it's not resemble Soulmate at all. This song, I had put off listening to Soulmate for about a year and a half. And the day I finally listened to that album, they announced this new single, which I think was pretty funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I had expected, like, Soul Made something, something Soul Made-esque, given that was their last... No, no, just complete 180. And, <laughs> like, I definitely think I prefer the Soul Made sound. I'd, I have been looking for a sound that, like, kind of like Normandy, where they have that hard, heavier post-hardcore instrumental sound but with primarily queen vocals and that's what soul mm-hmm. made was whereas this yeah. queen's just much more into kind of generic metalcore in a way and i don't think it's bad but it's <laughs> i've known this band for about a month now and it's not what <laughs> i want out of them i don't know if that's yeah, fair right. for me to say no that's um, fair no that is fair um i will say that the chorus in this is actually pretty good and the the breakdown as well yeah the, the yeah, break the breakdown sure. is definitely the best part of the song interesting you mentioned you enjoyed the chorus because i thought that was the most underwhelming part of the entire song it did not really hit for me all that well the breakdown though that should hit yeah break the breakdown is probably the easiest one to get to i don't know i just i, I like the chorus but i Fair also enough, yeah. probably gave it more time than a lot of you guys did 
Yeah, so, I I try to go back to it, but I too was like I want so like I prefer the Soul Made sound, but okay. I listened to it today, and I didn't realize it was Breathe Atlantis. So I encourage you to listen to it as if it's not <laughs> Breathe Atlantis, <laughs> and you will like it more because I I actually love this song now that I've done okay. that. So it's interesting that you say that because I did about the exact same thing not like two hours ago <laughs> where I mean I knew it was them but like I hadn't revisited it in a while and I like, gave it another chance and I'm like you know this isn't what I want but it's better than I remember you yeah know? like I I guess I was just a little disappointed because because Soulmate for me was my number three album of 2019 and I love 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 that album and I'm not so high on their older stuff but I think that in that same vein this has like better production value than the same like kind of vibe that their older stuff had um and that was my main gripe with it back then so i don't know i i wouldn't complain if the rest of the singles were more like stuff off soulmate and i would prefer it but having given time and a couple more listens to this i do enjoy it and i'll i'll still i'm still going to support and listen to Breathe atlantis right like no matter what direction this album takes um but it's just not quite the sound I was anticipating when I found out they were coming back. I, I think, think it's similar to yeah. the the first uh, Attack Attack single. Yeah. Where it's like if they had the if it wasn't under the name Attack Attack. Yep. I would like it more. Yep. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. So I Go think uh, basically all I want to say is our criticism comes our criticism of this song comes from the fact that we all really enjoyed Soulmade. And not yep. that this is a bad song in any way. Yeah, shape, or form. exactly. I I don't have anything really to fault this song on, other than my own personal preference. <laughs> like, I think I think that just about does it. Yeah. Speaking of another band that is back, Caskets have dropped their new single, Lost in Echoes. I'm so- It's kind of the, it's kind of crazy to think that it, it was six months between Glassheart and this song. Is it really? Yeah. Yes. Glass, Glassheart was December. Um, this also comes with an album release date. Their album release is in August, August thirteenth, for their titled album Lost Souls. Hella excited for that one. I'm I'm gonna go out and say it that. I think if any band is going to top Normandy for my album of the year spot right now, I place my number one bet on Caskets. This song, um, similar to uh, way back early in the in the uh, year with Traceless's "What Will It Take," um, this changes the formula a lot of songs. There isn't like the the three choruses. It kind of just feels like two, um, but the like after the chorus, it just kind of bleeds into a longer verse, and I I like the pretty much the latter half of the song a lot. Like um, let me let me pull up some lyrics. Uh, continue with your thoughts, and I'll pull up some lyrics on what I exactly like most. I think I want to echo what you're saying about that second verse. The second verse where they kind of I, I don't even it's like somewhat of a bridge almost more than just another mm-hmm. verse because they change up the instrumentation so much. But I I love that part of the song, and then the actual like 
the actual bridge is just as good. Um, I do think this is weaker than Glass Heart, weaker than Falling Apart, uh, which have been their last two singles. But by no means is this a bad song in any way. As I said, like if there's any band that's gonna like Top Normandy is my album of the year contender, which is going to be a very difficult feat to do. I would place I would place a bet on Caskets to at least make a run for it, and I think this song. If, the, if this song fits into the album in the right way, I definitely think it'll grow on me. Here's the thing. I'm going to compare it to uh, Slaves. Last year when they did Heavier and uh, Prayers, um, Heavier was better instrumentally, but Prayers was better lyrically. That's how I'm feeling about uh, Glass Heart and Lost in Echoes. Lost in Echoes lyrically you know, shines above Glass Heart, in my opinion. Uh, but instrumentally, Glass Heart is easier to put on repeat and just kind of listen to mm. yeah Gla- um, glass heart just has like one of the biggest choruses i've heard in months yeah and that, that's kind of hard to beat uh some of the lyrics i want to echo is the take me break me hide me away or you can shame me blame me burn me at the stake on a lie because my own uh mind wills wilts at the thought um i don't think i have too much more to say about this one to be honest i mentioned pretty much everything that i really enjoyed about it uh do you two have any additional thoughts i am still not sold on this band so (laughs) i think this no no i i want to like them a lot and for whatever reason i want you know what i think that my issue is that they're too (laughs) post-hardcore i i I don't know how much i can elaborate on that because it is a concept (laughs) that i don't really understand myself (laughs) but it's like i hear them and i'm like damn this is post-hardcore like like no shit um but i i'm struggling to find anything that i love but i'm finding a lot of things that i really like a lot and for whatever reason i have yet to be sold i really don't know what it is i think this is the closest this single has been the closest i am to really like really clicking with this band I guess, like, I, I heard this, and I had it in my playlist for a good, like, three and a half, four weeks, almost, and then I heard it one day, and I'm like, damn, I just, I can't, I can't, it doesn't stick with me. None of it is sticking with me, and I want it to, and it's bothering me. So I feel like, <laughs> I, this is one of the albums where it's, like, based on the singles alone, I'm not, like, anticipating it, because it's like, oh, I love the singles, I can't wait for the rest of the album. I'm anticipating this album because it's like, surely there has to be a song in there somewhere to sell me on this band. Like, finally, if that makes sense. You you might also, with context of the album, might have a better understanding of the singles. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. I'm, it is. I am very much excited for this album for reasons different than I'm usually excited for albums. I think it's interesting. We just talked about Breathe Atlantis and how they, like, how, like I've been looking for bands that have that like soul made sound where mm-hmm. it's like post hardcore heavier instrumentals with clean vocals. That's kind of just exactly what Caskets is, <laughs> and that's probably just exactly why I love them as much as I do. It's reasonable. I I'm yeah I'm definitely very excited for whatever they've got coming up uh, in the upcoming months before that album drops. For sure. Light the torch are back with another single, more than dreaming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I 
I still I still don't like Howard Jones. <laughs> that's that's what this boils down to. I'm not sold on this band. I'm I'm just gonna say that like that 2018 album, whatever it was called, did not really sell me outside of like a song or two. These two singles, like I'm definitely higher on this band than I was previously. Like I I'm hearing nothing that I dislike out of the singles recently. I'm also not getting anything that's really attaching me. Like yeah, this is a solid song. I really don't have much to complain about it at all, but there's nothing that's really making me want to go back to it either. And I don't really have too much else to say other than that. So it, I mean, it's a solid song. Howard Jones has I, some I powerful. I do think movies. I like this better than the last single though. Yeah, I think, I think I, I would I agree. agree. I think I would agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. The instrumentals are like it's, it's too almost like straightforward metal, and it's like I I can appreciate it, but I'm not gonna regularly like visit it. And then like Howard Jones obviously has like one of the most iconic, powerful, epic like metal voices out there, and it's like ah, it's all it's all a bit much. It's you know what this is. And this is this is, comparison is like way out of left field. So sorry in advance. It may not even make sense. But it's like, you know when you go to, like, a middle school or high school, like, theater production, and there's that one kid that is, like, very obviously trying to become an actor when he grows up, and, like, everybody else is, like, kind of just vibing, and this dude's, like, putting, like, a ton of passion, and it's like, could you chill out a little bit? Like, <laughs> that's how I feel about Howard Jones. Does that Honestly, make any sense? They're, yeah, they're, yeah they're, I I can see it. I can connect. I can make Howard the Jones is a high school theater kid. <laughs> oh shit! It's it's weird though because I I loved um, the side project he has with Jared Dines. The the song oh, the, blade, the blade. The blade. Yeah, I absolutely loved that. So I don't. Yeah, I I think yeah. that song is better than either of these two singles. And and Three. I've seen Light the Torch live and. Just watching Howard is incredible. Oh yeah, no, for sure, definitely strikes me as a great live show. I think maybe with the Blade, the instrumentals were a little more like metalcore esque. I feel uh, like yeah. they, like there was a li little bit more of a bite to them mm -hmm. than like a traditional like just straight up like metal or power metal um, instrumental would be. Like that was my thing with that Unleash the Archers album last year, where it's like it's it's metal, but it's got like metalcore influences mixed mm -hmm. in with the power metal. And it's like okay, this is making me enjoy a section of the genre that I normally don't like tend to gravitate towards, whereas this seems to lack like that bite that I'm looking for. I don't know. I, I I'm excited to see like where this goes. I'm sure there's gonna be at least one song in this album that'll click mm -hmm. with me, but so far these singles aren't doing a great job of selling me. Mosaic have a brand new song called Day by Day. I'm so And I know, Justin, this is one you're quite excited to talk about. I know you've been quite into this band as of late. I'm really wanting to talk about this band on the podcast, but we keep missing everyone in their singles. Uh, Day by Day has sprung on this is probably one of my more replayed singles within the past month it's I, i'm all for this band now uh, i got into this band through uh their hollow ep um uh, this song is just really good i i'm love the vocalist 
for the band. I feel like he does a really good job and kind of a good mix of very subtle uncleans with uh, cleans just wrapped around them. Uh, and I think they did really well with the instrumentals. And um, to me, this is just a really good kind of post-hardcore song. I know you tried to sell me on this band when you found them earlier this year. Uh, and nothing really worked for me. I think this is probably my favorite song of theirs. I'm I'm still not like hooked on them yet, but there's definitely moments of this song, particularly the chorus. I thought was pretty nice. I'm I'm still not sold, but definitely one that I'm gonna be keeping my eye out for because I feel like eventually something is going to click with me. Mm-hmm. But there wasn't enough here that made me uh, want to go back to it all that much. But at the same time, I'm. I don't have anything bad to say about it either. Just not exactly for me. I'm going to echo that for the most part. I think I may be a little bit higher on it in that because none of their other stuff had clicked with me and I felt stronger about this one, it makes me want to go back to it and like see if it'll click with me. If that makes sense? Like like I nothing inherently about the song is like driving me back to it other than the fact that it feels like it was a higher quality than the others. And like on that virtue alone, I want to go back and see like, Oh, you know, do I really like this song? It's got potential. I feel like, and like overall, even if I don't end up loving this song, I feel like this song proves that this band itself has a lot of potential and it's almost guaranteeing me that one day they will put something out that I really like. And I don't know, a lot of, it, it follows the trend that I guess we've had of these smaller bands that, put out like a couple okay songs and all of a sudden it's like oh here's this one that's like oh shit now you got my attention i feel like that's the this is the track that's doing that for me for this band that's good to hear definitely a band we're going to keep our eyes on in the future conquer divide are back with a brand new song called messy Now, we mentioned that it had been six months since uh, Caskets had released Glass Hearts. It has been, like, what, eight, nine months since Chemicals by Conquer Divide was released? Something like that. And about goddamn time they dropped something else, and goddamn if this ain't one of my favorite songs of the month. I will raise you this is one of my favorite songs of the year. Conquer Divide? I... Like, can Conquer yeah. Divide do wrong? No. i have i have heard three songs from this band uh chemicals messy and one song from their previous album that i got bored one day and was like what what did they used to sound like five years ago i haven't listened to that full album yet i plan on doing it eventually but like can this band do anything wrong no no Uh, (laughs) uh, add this onto the list of uh, one of my most anticipated albums of this year if it drops this year um messy is a fantastic song they lean much more into their pop rock kind of side there's basically i don't think there's any unqueens in this song which i no. think is uncharacteristic for them but at the same time yes. they make it work so goddamn well anyway that mm-hmm. i don't i don't really care whether or not they have them there's some really incredible lyricism that goes on in this song as well that i want to point out um in the bridge i believe we used to tolerate it we became what we hated ignoring all the signs so we don't have to compromise uh, this song's about a toxic relationship, um, as far as I'm aware. And I think that lyric, uh, particularly that so we don't have to compromise line, 
really just that's the nail in the coffin to send the message home uh and i mean that's just one section of this song there's incredible lyricism in every verse in the chorus um what's the last line of the chorus if this is hell i don't want to know what heaven feels like or something like that uh opposite if this is heaven i don't want to know what hell feels right like. yeah um that that line as well is one of my favorites of the song overall just fantastic song hella excited for more i don't know if there's anything else to say yeah i so this has seven hundred and fifty thousand views on youtube already god damn in under a month which is like ridiculous i think i saw somewhere that it's getting some radio play um which makes sense you know yeah um something i thought was interesting is that on spotify this only has what was it yeah one hundred and sixty-seven thousand, as opposed to youtube which yeah. like normally those numbers are maybe a little bit closer to one another i know like uh, particularly when we'll get to it later too i guess but like spirit box those numbers have been kind of neck and neck um this so part i think part of the reason why this is so good i mean obviously the band is like phenomenally talented i mean it's they've proven that time and time again um this was like produced and mixed by uh joey sturgis and tyler smith um joey sturgis doing the early attack attack stuff um i uh, oh god i see stars um micah relocate bless the fall asking alexandria um tyler smith doing like stuff like bless the fall he's the uh vocalist from danger kids um oh i miss that band yeah me too <laughs> um but i'll have to say that like not only is this band super talented but they've got like an all-star lineup like producing and mixing their songs so it's like it's it's very hard for them to miss you know when they've got that much talent mm-hmm. as like a cohesive whole with everybody that's involved with this um, and I think it really reflects in this song because I've the first week it came out, I heard it, I think, like 60 to 70 times. And just I, I can't put it down. It's didn't probably... you didn't you you were playing Valorant and you just had this song on shuffle oh, yeah. for an entire night. Oh, yeah. Like, I, <laughs> and I, I don't get tired of it. Like, it doesn't matter how many times I listen to it. Um, overall, like just I. My excitement for this upcoming album with Chemicals was already super high. Then you give me this, and it's like shit. Like we're 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 in AOTY season now, you know. Like if, yeah, if the rest of the album sounds this least. good, for sure, for sure. And like I, if you had told me prior, because like I was aware of this band, I listened to a couple of songs from that 2015 album prior to Chemicals coming out. But like if you would have told me that we'd be two singles deep into an album cycle from this band, and I'd be considering like an upcoming album like AOTY potential. Like, before they put that, I've been like, no, no. But now that they've given us, like, this high of quality of songs, I just, I'm left in <laughs> very strong anticipation for what's next. I just hope that it doesn't take um, quite as long for the next yeah. single to come out between this and Chemicals. Yeah, I mean, Chemicals was arguably, like, a top five, at the very least, top ten metalcore song of 2020 for me. And if mm-hmm. they're able to just completely shift gears and make another just absolutely incredible song, the amount of the gap in between chemicals and messy that you can fill an album with yep is just ridiculous like for sure i'm i'm just so excited conquer divide are incredible let's move on born. Then. yeah i was about to say born <laughs> of osiris you and i are both waiting for each other to yeah. transition yeah right yeah definitely. uh born of osiris are back kind of sort of uh with their second single from I believe this new album cycle, uh, and this Is one's this the simulation part two. Lost 
No. <laughs> I don't think that was ever confirmed. And I feel like... This sounds like a simulation, though. It does. It does. Um, this seems to have more, like, electronic, like, background mm. elements to it than I would have expected. Um, hey, but those electronic elements, though? Y- y'all got me on the Born of Osiris bandwagon with this one. Really? The, those electronic elements, the, those electronic elements, bro, they got me hooked. Especially, like, the very end of the song, like, the, the keyboard, the synth, whatever it is, I'm hooked. I dig it. I mean, I, I don't I don't love his vocals. I'll make that clear. I don't love his vocals, but, like, instrumentally, the, those electronic elements just make this song work for me so much more. Yeah, I was about to say, I feel like if you, could, you give Jake a good instrumentals, he's pretty much sold on the song. Even if the vocals kind of fall a bit flat. I think it's funny that we managed to sell Jake on Born of Osiris before I could sell myself on Born of Osiris. (laughs) (laughs) I never anticipated that happening. I'm I'm still not fully sold on the band as a whole. I'm just sold on this song. This is one of those bands for me, and I think this song really solidifies it, that I don't know if I will ever, like, love a Born of Osiris song. But I will put them in one of the in that like category where it's I don't listen to this band, but I go back to their music every once in a while because it's impressive. Yeah, that's like, that's kind of where I'm at actually. Like I I never added this song to my playlist, but it would pop up in my YouTube recommended like after like the second or third time I'd hear it. Like at that point, I was like, all right, I think I'm kind of into it, and then it just pops up in my recommended every once in a while, and I'm like, yeah, that song, I like that one. Yeah, the the vocals in all their projects like they're good but i mean like i feel like i could get them from any other project whereas like instrumentally like the technicality behind it all it's kind of just like i don't know if i could enjoy it as like a song if that makes sense but i can enjoy oh. it for what it is and like appreciate you, you gotta see them live I've, i I think i said this before but it's really cool <laughs> i was gonna say if if it's yeah it's right up there, like, I guess you mentioned earlier with Light the Torch, where it's, like, bands that I don't love, but I feel like they would put on a phenomenal live show, and now I, like, yeah, really want to see them. One. It's that, it's also how I feel about Beartooth, actually, and, I mean, we'll get to Beartooth later, I guess, but, like, I've heard that Beartooth puts on a phenomenal live show, and it's like, alright, even if I don't like most of their music, I gotta go check them out on that regard alone. Hopefully they'll come around here. Born of Osiris, I mean. Although I would take any of the other ones, too. This is, the Born of Osiris, if you're listening. Oh. Come is come to a... Richmond, Virginia. <laughs> is it an angel or an alien? Who knows? <laughs> I, I, there's probably some like motif in there that is just like so far over my head that I have no idea. <laughs> that or there's nothing there, and I'm looking too far into it. But I am. I, we've used this term a lot recently, but cautiously optimistic about <laughs> Born of Osiris going forward. That I know you that if that nothing else. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I have my recap podcast, cautiously optimistic. Uh-huh. Um, but just that it's like even if I don't love the album, I want to listen to it for the instrumental value alone. Um mm. pro- a, a contender to be up there with uh era for best instrumentals of the year. In my humble opinion. I don't know if I have too much more to say. I've already uh hammered in the point that I think the electronic elements make this song great. Uh, are we good to move on then? Jake, I have a question for you. Now. Ask me, ask me, ask me, ask me. (laughs) (laughs) Jacob, I have a question for you. Yes. Can I be, can I be your number one fan? Unfortunately, no. Fuck. 
Uh, Don broke up <laughs> with the first single from the new album cycle entitled Manchester Super Red's number one fan. This is the best song of the month. Ooh, okay. It is. I'm not going to agree with you, but I'll respect it, and I'll also put it in my top five. I will also put it in my top five. Um, the album has a release date, September 17th. It's called Amazing Things. Shit, is that the same day as Spirit Box? Maybe, who knows? I think, right, I think it is. I, I think out. it is. Now I gotta find out. Suddenly, that, that rings a bell. looking like the most stacked... <laughs> it sure is. No, just, just wait for at least Twitter. <laughs> just wait for at least two more albums to stack up. Actually, you aren't as big on the I, 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 I type train. I just looked at the our upcoming albums. Yep, it's Eternal okay. Blue is on the seventeenth. Bro, I so, went to <laughs> I went to go type in Spirit Box into Twitter and typed in September seventeenth and hit search and I was like, why is it not here? Um, yeah, this is the. I'd say the first Don Broco song that's really clicked with me and it's just so fun. Like the music video as well. Oh my god. <laughs> music video is just a really good David Beckham advertisement. <laughs> None of those people are David Beckham. I know. That's it the point. It bothered me. It bothered me. I'm like, you got like six David Beckhams here and none of them is the real one. Like, <laughs> At that point, oh, that would be sick if they could get like maybe a, a redone feature and then like suddenly like actually get David Beckham. Like somebody's got to bring this to his attention. I feel like there's somebody out there with personal ties to David Beckham who's a Don Broco fan. There's got to be. You're, you're wrong. There's six David Beckhams and a dinosaur. Oh, yo, my bad. <laughs> yeah, the oh, yeah. whole time it was actually just uh, David Beckham in the dinosaur costume. Yeah, this is one of the more out there songs, but yeah. I enjoy it. This song is a little bit strange sometimes. I think that's kind of what puts me I off from enjoying it. I think that's Don Broco's whole thing yeah, is part of music. Yeah. Yeah. Don that's... Broco, I feel like, doesn't... They make more weird songs than not, but they do it in a way that works. Yeah. That's probably why I haven't been able to fully click with this band whenever I've checked them out. It's really? it's kind of at the point... like It's at that barrier of, like, is it too strange, too far out there for me to actively enjoy it? I've yet to be convinced on something that I've heard from this band. It's like I'm not going to say this is a bad song. There are definitely some parts of it that I enjoyed, but it's just eh. I, to your point, this didn't click with me on first listen, and I feel like that is the Don Broco special. Like for me, <laughs> I have never liked a Don Broco song the first time I heard it. I have to like re-listen to it a couple of times to like get into the Don Broco mentality is, is how, I'll per, I'll, uh, how I'll put it because I feel like their music is out there like we mentioned and that's like I kind of have to set myself up when I'm listening to new Don Broco or whatever for the first time that like I need to be in the Don Broco headspace before I can fully appreciate it and once I like it it just clicks I got, Which is, I got some lyrics hit me with it hilarious. hit me with it I like to go berserk then trap the thirst I like to fuck the world and then save the earth that might be <laughs> I like to fuck the I like to fuck the world and save the earth might yeah, be my favorite is, delivery all year. I know it and it's it makes no sense. Mm -mm. 
no, no. It like, <laughs> it, it, again, that's the Don Broco special. Like, they, I, it feels I'm, like... I'm trying to process what I just heard, and it's getting harder with every passing second. <laughs> somebody, somebody said, do you guys know that video? And this is like, again, something out of left field, but like, there's a video that came out on YouTube, like maybe a decade ago, where it's like, what English sounds like to non-English speakers. And it's like a it's definitely popped up in my recommended, but I've never listened uh, to it. Ah, uh, well, anyway, it sounds like really, really, really strange. And somebody compared listening to Don Broco to listening to that video, <laughs> where it's like half of what they're saying like doesn't make sense, and you just kind of have to roll with. Like it feels like some Don Broco lyrics feel like they're speaking a different language almost, even though it's I in feel English. Like that's John Ness as well. Yeah, true, <laughs> true. <laughs> Oh, and they toured together. It makes perfect sense. Yeah, Everything is coming together. The Don Broco cinematic universe is like slowly but surely piecing itself together. Oh god. All the, all that to say that this is a really good song and suddenly it's like, oh, I need I need the new Broco album right now. Is, so is is action gonna be on that album or no? No. No, that was just kind of a standalone single yeah, tied you over. Really yeah. Which, you know, on one hand, um, upset about because that's one of my favorite Broco songs but at the same time like it makes sense like that would be a two-year-old song going on to an album and like yeah 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 speaking of bands that are back with their first new single since their last uh album point north <laughs> give it let me have this let me have this <laughs> point north are back <laughs> oh, i fucked that up so bad point north are back with their new single uh oh fuck nice now <laughs> You'll get there. Yep. I mean, Somebody's you did get take there. transition permissions away from me. Yeah, but you, yeah, you kind of went good. into that. You didn't give me the the correct amount of uh, awkward silence pause to be able to Dog. take the reins. Uh... <laughs> Look. Anyway, wait, see, well, here here's the problem. See, I was so like wrapped up in making sure that I didn't get that wrong and like they hadn't put anything out since that last album cycle. That, like I was on their Spotify page and then I forgot the name of the single and it just all kind of fell apart from there. That's why you look at the our playlist because that's easier. But he's checking at the Netflix. Yeah, look, I, I, I had problems. It's fine. It's fine. We roll with it. What are we feeling about this? This song is hella fun. Lyrics are kind of cheesy, but that is that mm -hmm. just not what pop punk kind of is? Yes. It's pop punk in its finest, but it's not what I listen to this band for. It's weaker than anything off their uh, brand new Vision album. Say it again for the people in the I bed. think this is their best song. Ooh. I don't what? think this is their best song, but this is like probably what? top. This is like top wait, wait, half. Wait, hold on, hold on. Jacob, <laughs> I need you to stop. Jacob, what'd you say? This is their best song. How dare. I like pop punk. I don't know. I didn't really click with the, the album. It was last year, right? Yep. Yeah. Damn. Damn, that's a. That I like a the pop punk. punk. How, how can how can you not click with what song is it called? Hold you, on. You, Justin, <laughs> no like, one's listening. He's personally hurt. This is Justin. This is how I felt when you guys said that you weren't vibing entirely with that Convictions EP. I felt like personally attacked. <laughs> like, hey, we'll get to that. We'll get to we'll, my bad, my bad, my bad. But yeah. Um, I thought it was alright. I didn't hate this song, but uh, it's also just like, 
everything else off that off that album just lyrically i enjoyed more than this song instrumentally sounds fine it's pop punk at its finest yeah i'm not super sold on this um i prefer them when they're more like it's pop punk with post hardcore vibes whereas mm-hmm. this just feels like more like traditional fun pop punk and that's not necessarily a a genre that i love <laughs> so I, I find myself being kind of let down by this, especially because I was so high on Brand New Vision, you know? This yeah, may be one I of those agree. things where it's like I need to, like we were talking about earlier, not listening to a song under the Breathe Atlantis name or under the Attack Attack name. Like, maybe I need to just, like, not think about that previous album and go into it and listen to this, and maybe I'll like it more. I don't know. I just, I, I, I had high expectations based on that last album. This feels like it's kind of let me down a little bit. I agree. This is this one kind of just fell on that same wavelength as the album for me. Like I I really enjoyed this. Uh, it, it's just got so much fun energy to it. Like amongst the kind of cheesy lyrics where it's like there's uh, something about like a social like you're coming at me for like a social media page that now I don't run or something like that. Why did you wait until 2021? I think is the lyric. I definitely butchered that mega hard, but whatever. Like, Get the blood yeah you get the vibe uh, like the lyrics are cheesy but like th- the amount of fun energy in this song like i can't help myself but sing along to it whenever i hear it almost um like that you want to be nice now you want to be nice now huh like it- it's just so catchy um it's definitely more memorable than a handful of songs off of that album last year for me um overall i'm i'm really happy with this song you know what song i am not happy with <laughs> Hit me with it. Ah, Solence. Ah, <laughs> yup. Solence are back with a new single entitled Thunder. I can feel the thunder. Sparking operations. Thunder. I'm not alive for that. I'm thunder. Running through my Let's. Let's let Jake have this one. Hand it over to the Solence apologist, why don't you? <laughs> Uh-huh. Now let me let me hit you with this one. Yeah, what if, what if you, we're, we're going to let you talk and then we're going to tell you why you're wrong? <laughs> what if I told you that no. Solens put out a song on the same level as that album from The Score last year, which I know Justin you were very disappointed in. But like if I'm me, <laughs> okay, I can see why you like it. If now. if I'm me, this song would have fit on that album almost. Like almost. it has more of an alternative rock kind of stadium rock-esque feel to it to me it's completely different from anything that they have ever done before and i don't love it this is not what i want from solens necessarily but something about it clicked for me and i had it on repeat a handful of times throughout the month there's something about the lack of pop that this song has where like it doesn't hit very hard at times Like, there's just kind of a lack of instrumentation. But at the same time, that lack of instrumentation also pops. It's a weird contradiction. But it it just works for me. I don't know what else there is to say. I'm the Solomon's apologist. I like this song. That's all I can say. They said thunder 40 times in that song. And it lost its meaning the second time they said it. Not 40. 40. I just went to the lyrics and controlled F. They did it 40 times. Not. Oh. Well, see now, now we gotta see. Does it have more or less thunders than Imagine Dragons? (laughs) 
I'm, I'm gonna. I got gonna it. Agree. I got it. We're in um, thunder. No, <laughs> Imagine Dragons said it 78 times. So, so <laughs> okay. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So it's got a way to go before it hits for a song in the world. Exactly, <laughs> man. Well, I, I don't know about that one, Jake, because this is pretty bad. <laughs> Bro, Thunder by Imagine I, Dragons is some absolute garbage tier. I would almost sooner listen to that than this. That's a shame. I will say, the art that they're going for for the, the next sort of next couple of releases does look pretty good and i'm kind of interested yes. to see how their album art looks but this song just has no substance to it like yep. it is it, it, that's kind of the issue i have with some stadium rock songs is it's there for the sound when you actually try to dig deep and actually try to understand the meaning of it mm-hmm. there is nothing it's just there to sound good, and that's it. There yeah, isn't a deeper I, I meaning. I wouldn't disagree it. with any of that, but sometimes that's all I need. Sometimes that's all I want to. So. I mean, that's a, that's understandable, and you know, you do you. I'm just gonna say, <laughs> at the bottom level, <laughs> the song, yeah, not great. Which song has more meaning to it? Good fucking music or thunder? Neither, because it's a uh, sullen song. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I will defend good fucking music. Hey, this song yeah. is ass. Yeah. <laughs> I I thought good fucking music was just like eh, like it's there, whatever. I don't feel any particular it, way about it. It knows it's bad, but it's it, yeah, yeah. It's good I, because I, of I, it. I thought it was just satirical for the sake of being satirical. I couldn't really yeah get it get behind it any other way. My problem now with this band is that I actually did like Deafening quite a good bit, and so it's like I, I they gave me hope. I had hope. That like maybe they would start to redeem themselves and go back to like that debut album style type of thing. No. And then this. It's just so bad. I, I really don't like this. I, I, I feel I feel bad almost saying it because we've spent a lot of time like bashing on this band in the past, but I, I can't I can't get into it. There's nothing to grasp onto. Like Justin said, it's got no substance. Solon's fans have no fear. I am the Solon's apologist. Yeah. It's all fun against the excommunicate, Jake. I know it. <laughs> Look, this motherfucker's gonna put it in his top ten, and then we have no, to take no, over. No, yeah. no, 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 no. I mean, yeah, no. It, it is. No. I, I'm telling you right now. I'm calling. I can name you ten better June songs. June fifth, twenty twenty one. It is going to be in your top ten. <laughs> I can name you ten better songs that have been released this year. And just to let you know, just to let you know, they all come off of that Dark and Beautiful Secrets album. I'm yep. not saying. I'm saying the album this is gonna be on is gonna be in your top ten. Oh, okay. Alright, alright, okay, okay. Let's move on. Yeah, yeah, you didn't even fucking... I'm not gonna gonna deny it because, you know what? Sometimes you roll the dice and sometimes it lands. I hope not. I I hope not, too. It's... It's going to have to rely on a lot of other shit shitting the bed. Look, we got too many albums coming out that are good in the next six months for you to even put that anywhere near your top ten. If it does, I, like, I, ooh, ooh, there will be protesting. There will be riots in the streets. I've had enough. If that happens, would you say that, uh, I don't know you? mind is unfair. Jake is in there. In there. <laughs> Anyway, back I'm to my fine. transition. If if it yeah. does make my uh, top ten, would you say that I don't know you anymore? Oh wait, that's the name of this new song from Outsider Heart. Haha. <laughs> 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 
one day we'll get a good transition today's we've had some good transitions in the past come on i think i think derek's was spot on earlier Uh, yeah yeah (laughs) nice now one look man there's no need it's like bullying at this point. No, I'm bullying the guy who likes soul. No. It's not me. What the fuck? <laughs> no, no, no. I was being honest. That was that was a legitimate compliment from the bottom uh-huh. of my heart. Uh huh. Hmm. I'll believe it. I see it. Confusion. Man, let's let's talk about how good this song is. Yeah, outside our heart have been like quietly releasing a lot of really good material for a while now. And this is just another one to add to that box. Like, this band's going to drop an EP or an album at some point, and it's going to fly under so many people's radars, but it's, like, at the same time going to maybe be, like, a contender for one of the best. I think, like, if it drops, if they drop an EP, I think it's in contention for, like, potentially top 10 EP of the year, top 5 even. Um, I mean, given the strength of EPs this year, I think that's a little bit more questionable. But outside our heart are on a hot streak, and uh, this is not the last we're going to be talking about them because they dropped some B-sides uh, later on in the month as well uh, in the form of an EP, which we'll be getting to. Uh, but this song's really solid. Um, vocals as good as ever. Um, instrumentally, uh, it's nothing crazy, but it all just works really nicely together. I'm sold on this band. Like, I mean, like I've been sold on this band since they dropped Like the Rest last year. Uh, which is still my favorite song of theirs, and also was their second song, which is kind of incredible to be releasing a second song as good as that one is. But, I mean, this band's on the up and up. Don't sleep. That's all I'm saying. Yep, I am really also digging this. I, you know, prior to hearing that, or this this month, um, I wasn't entirely super, like, convinced by them. Um, This and that uh, EP that we'll be talking about later really kind of opened my eyes in a sense that it's like, okay, now, now, now I need to pay attention to this band. There's just, it's, there's, there's a lot of good to like here. I don't know if there was like any particular thing in it that super like stood out to me in a sense. Mm -hmm. That was like something unique that I'd never heard before, but I liked everything that I heard. Um, Definitely one of the, uh, in my opinion, better singles that came out this month. I don't know if there's too much more to say. Just solid song. Club Danger have a brand new song out till someone gets hurt. I feel like we're kind of getting back into the cycle of talking about some more of the alt rock, stadium rock type bands. Because uh, we had uh, Club Danger and The Score both dropping albums last year, and now they're both kind of getting back into dropping some new music. And I think the interesting thing about this song, uh, Derek, I don't know if you picked up on it, but this one reminds me a lot of Early Grandson, and I think that's why I enjoy this song so much. Now that you mentioned that, that makes sense. I I don't think I would have drawn that connection. Yeah, this song gives me very much Early Grandson, songs like Best Friends and Kiss Bang, and... Given that I had kind of just expected more generic stadium rock from them in the past, to get something like this that does kind of stray a little bit from that was definitely a nice surprise. I really enjoyed this song. I went back to it quite a bit throughout the month. This is their first since that album last year, correct? Yep. yep. I actually enjoyed, for somebody who's not super into stadium rock, alt rock, I enjoyed that Club Danger self-titled album a lot. And I think that this does a decent job of continuing that. 
Um, I'm not again like super super sold on it just because you know it's not not necessarily my particular like type of music i guess would be a way to put it um but i didn't hate it which like there, there's a couple genres where if i hear a song and i don't hate it like i consider that a win so i will take this club danger song every day of the week um do we know if this is like has this been announced as like a standalone or like are we getting another EP I don't album soon i i think it's up in the air as far as i'm aware and i would be interested this this and another um, band we'll be talking about later are doing a good enough job of making me intrigued about Alt-Rock Stadium Rock again. Very excited to see where this goes going forward. Justin, you have any thoughts on this one? Because I know you've been into this I band. I didn't like it. Man. I gave it, I gave it a couple of listens, but I just... Yeah. Arguably... Same I feel, like, I feel I like you've been having a falling out with this Alt-Rock kind of stuff. Lately. Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting to that point where I'm I'm more into the, like the melodic post hardcore instead of all yeah, rock. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Um, is it City City Wolf? Yeah, City Wolf still dropping bangers C- C- every once in a while. Yeah, City Wolf. I've been more into the most out of any band, but I have been going back to some of the Zayd Wolf stuff. Um, this one I just didn't click with me. I don't know if there's too much more to say. I would make a funny transition here based on the name of this next song, but I don't know if that's worth it. Beartooth have dropped a new song called Fed Up. (laughs) I am fed up with Beartooth. I am fed up with these breakdowns that they keep forcing into my ears but this song made me realize what the problem is okay what's the problem it's caleb shoma's voice (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, we will Um, will never make a pair tooth fan out of you then (laughs) so the queens i don't mind but Mm -hmm. screams there yep caleb shoma queens are the best part of his voice yes yeah big agree maybe that's why i don't like attack attack I think it might be all coming together now that you said that. I don't know. I Like original attack attack? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Original attack attack. No, new attack attack yeah. slaps. I'll fuck with new attack attack. One, two, three. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, all day, every day. <laughs> um, I think, look, I actually, I, I will agree with you that the Caleb Show McLean's are the best part of this project. I think that this song is great about everything except whatever the hell that breakdown is i just i don't like it it's 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 weird i i'm not i'm not at all vibing with it and there was like what was that um devastation had the one where it had the rainfall type like clink in the break no that was was hell of it that was hell of it oh hell of it okay no devastation was the other one i liked i mean then of course you know there's the passes that which is chef's kiss um, ironically, only demonstrating Caleb Shomo cleans in that song, so maybe maybe there's a correlation there. Um, yeah, between this and Hell of It, it's like Devastation of the Past is Dead had me excited for a Beartooth album. I think Hell of It and Fed Up are both like good, okay songs with bad breakdowns, and now my expectations to this Beartooth album are muddled. Um, it comes out this month, doesn't it? It does, yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to see where oh, it goes. Boy. Yeah. 
I'm hoping we get stuff more in the vein of the past is dead than anything else, but we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I think Caleb Shomo's too committed to bringing back rock and roll, and it's holding him back. Because, I mean, that's that's this project's whole thing. It's like, oh, rock and roll is not dead. Beartooth still exists. It's like, yeah, fuck, just let it die. <laughs> At this point, euthanize Beartooth. Move on. Put put Shomo in some sort of more, like, metalcore outfit and let him let him be. No. Like, no, no. No more no, screaming for no. him. No. We're not euthanizing Beartooth. We're euthanizing Caleb Shomo. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, 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 no. The solution to all of it is to put I Caleb want him, Shomo to I death. I want him to do cleans only. That's what I want. More the past is dead-esque material. Poor exactly. Uh, exactly. I, I want to switch gears a little bit because I really enjoyed this song. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Beartooth are one of my favorite bands that I'll never admit I actually really enjoy. But I wouldn't be surprised if this album ends up in my top 10 end of the year, in all honesty. Based on the strength of the past is dead, devastation in this one. Like, I I think it's a very real possibility. Uh, We'll see at at the end of the month. But Mm -hmm. I I really enjoyed this song. The way this song opens up with, uh, it's got like a nice build. uh, And then that line of, I never want peace. I I thrive in the panic into the riff. I, I, I really enjoyed that. And I know you mentioned you weren't huge on the breakdown, but I thought the breakdown was pretty sick as well. Um, I mean, yeah, it's it's what I said. It's like Beartooth are one of my favorite bands that I'll never really like say are one of my favorite bands. Yeah, guilty pleasure. Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, I'm all on board with this one. Very excited for the album. Man, little bands, little uh, podcast darling here. Marwood's Fall are back with their new song, Glory. Uh, I I'm feel like, this. yeah, I think this is probably my favorite of their recent singles that they've dropped. Um, this feels like they're starting to create more of an identity for themselves. Mm-hmm. Where in the past, I feel like it's been very easy for us to compare them to Breaking Benjamin as a big influence. Um, whereas this starts to feel like they're 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 on the cusp of something. Yeah. Um, I I don't think this is one of my favorite songs of the month. It's solid. It's nothing special. I didn't go back to it all that much. But I def- there's definitely potential there, and it's been growing with every single they've been releasing as of late. Um, I definitely appreciated uh, instrumentally uh, what they were able to do and like the riffs mm-hmm. uh, throughout the song. But I also very much enjoyed the drums in this song. I feel like they had a real punch to them. Yeah, no, like like you mentioned, this this band feels like it's giving itself an identity um, outside of their influences. Which you know what. Good on them, good on them for it. I I think that it was it was due time, uh, for that, and it's got me pretty excited about how they are moving forward. Not even off of like an upcoming EP or whatever, um, but just like in general, moving forward for this project. That as they find their footing and give themselves their own identity while keeping those influences. Um, I mean that's exactly when we talked about that last single. That was exactly what I wanted them to do, and like you mentioned, it feels like they've kind of sort of achieved that with this one. Mm-hmm. So. Moving forward, I am I am excited. I I, <laughs> I am a fan of Marwood's fall with this single. You like to see it. Um, with all that being said, I don't know if there's too much more to be said though. It, it's I feel like it's one of those ones where it's like good, but there's not a lot, a lot to say about it. Mm-hmm. So let's move on then. Dead Eyes have a brand new single. They're back after uh, 
quite a while. They got a brand new song called Breaking the Current. I think it's funny how I found this band. Uh, they released a song called Prisoner back in 2019, and I discovered them right around the time that dropped, and then they just kind of went radio silent for two years. Uh, but then they come back and drop this, and I am all on board with this song. Dead Eyes are back and better than ever, if you ask me. I'm not super sold on the instrumentals. I need a oh. bit more time with this, but I, I can I'm, get on board with, their, with I'm not how they're the sounding at the moment. You said you're yeah, not sold on the vocals? No, yeah. instrumentals. Well, no, 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 Jacob. Jacob. I'm said, in the same... Yeah, I said, I'm in the same boat. I think it's interesting you mentioned that. Uh, let me see if this puts it into perspective, because I feel like he, at times, sounds like Jacoby Shaddix of Papa Roach. Okay, I only know whatever that song is called. Last Resort? Yeah. yeah. Last <laughs> but especially, I, I especially in the I opening verse... The opening verse particularly in reminds me of Papa Roach. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what to take from that, but it's definitely one of the influences I noticed here. Yeah, it it strikes me as the same. I just I that kind of aggressive, almost like hip hop style vocals. You know, like I feel like it it has to be done really well in this sort of context for me to enjoy it and vibe with it um and i don't know if like this band absolutely sold me on their delivery of it i think the instrumentals are fine i like the instrumentals and for the most part i do like the vocals in that song it's just when they get into that sort of style i'm not quite as high on the band as i want to be um it feels like it sours my impression of the song just a little bit mm -hmm. I think uh, the only complaint that I really have with this song is the way that it fades out, um, where you, have, you just put a fade on the instrumentals and keep the vocals going. I don't know how else to describe it, but I, I don't yeah. particularly love when you just put a fade at the end of a song and call it done. Uh, I, I'm sure there's yeah. more that went into it than that uh, in the mixing and mastering and whatever, uh, but I, I just didn't love the way that it closed in that way. It feels lazy. Mm. Yeah. Instead of having like a instrumental conclusion, you just get the audio mm. and fade it out. And yeah, I I think it works well for uh, older material. And I'm talking like seventies, eighties music, mm. whatever. But like nowadays, you know, it's not something you hear as much anymore. And I feel like it's because a lot of bands have developed more ways to end those songs. Um. So, and who knows, maybe if this is on something that fade will work as a transition, maybe it'll mm -hmm. be contextualized a little bit better, mm -hmm. but no, I agree. As of right now, I'm not super high on that either. Something I am super high on is this new track from Sullivan King uh, called Loud featuring Jason Allen Butler from Fever 333. <laughs> Full disclosure, so, I, I don't like Fever 333, but I think this track slaps. Outside of the Wub Wubs, this song slaps. What? I, 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 I don't, I'm, I'm not huge <laughs> yeah. on the Wub Wubs. Yeah. Um, Man. 
there, there's aspects of dubstep that i do actually enjoy like when i listen to it once in a blue moon but mm-hmm. the wub wubs are not it for me <laughs> <laughs> like you, what are what are like some of the other classic dubstep noises i'm, I'm not cultured in the genre as much as you are at this point i i could not even begin to attempt to make the sounds if you you could hold Whoa. a gun to my head <laughs> yeah no i'm not definitely not whatever that was <laughs> justin no. was that you evidently not <laughs> god i yeah i don't know i wait to me <laughs> what <laughs> Oh, uh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I, was, I was just gonna say this. I mean, Sullivan King, God tier dubstep producer at this point, like genre, genre defining. Like he, he just basically created an entire subset of the genre. Like fuck it. This to me screams like festival energy. Like like or yeah. a wave or something like that. Like I heard this shit. Um, I can't remember exactly what the cod is, but it has something to do with loud. And I was like, damn, I would love to be at, like a concert or a music festival, like surrounded by people and just watch the crowd go ape shit when like that call out <laughs> gets said. Like it's just I, I feel like Sullivan King does a good job of incorporating like heavier aspects of metal into EDM and doing so in a way that feels like really hype. Like, the breakdowns are, like, not always, like, they, they're sometimes, like, the breakdowns that we're used to, but also, like, incorporating it into, like, EDM drops, and it's just all just really hype. And on, on top of that, you get Jason Allen Butler, who, as much as I, like, don't like, like I mentioned, I don't like Fever 333, but I will give him props for creating music that, like, makes me want to crowd kill shit. Like, it's, it's, it's very hype, so when you combine the two, you get a song that, for me, was just really good, really hype, like, high energy, something that I want to listen to. You know, maybe while I'm working out or doing something around the house, I just I have a appreciation, I guess we'll say, for this song, um, and I really enjoyed it. As I said, outside of the Wubs, I also really enjoyed this song. The Wubs were just a little bit I, much for me. Yeah, I think I don't mind it. It's just like too much of it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I also think the Wub part went on for a while. Yeah, it's, it's a very long Wub Wub. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> what a travesty! <laughs> I, know, I just remember being like, "All right, we're like 15 seconds into the wubs, and they just keep going." Yeah, yeah. You're checking your watch. Like, all right, when's the metal coming back? Like, it, it just felt very long to me. That part. Yeah. Every everything else, I thought was sick, but yeah, that, that's my only complaint with this. I almost wish that Sullivan King would do like that. The uh, what was it? Venomous with uh, Spencer Vice Nine Kills. Where that mm-hmm. song was more just typical rock, in a way, post-hardcore. Yeah. Uh, didn't really have any EDM elements. I almost wish, if we can get somewhere in the middle between that song and this, where it's a little bit more metalcore influence with some, like, EDM dubstep influences, I feel like I'll really be hooked on a song if we get some happy medium between the two. I am going to recommend you his 2019 album, Show Some Teeth which is it's got everything on it i mean there's he's got acoustic songs with just him singing and then there's like a guitar solo in it like there's traditional metal there's metal with edm it's it's like this is probably like one of the more like edm influenced type songs that you would find on that album god Um, all right i I, i'm very excited to hear your thoughts on it in approximately two and a half years (laughs) um 
After he gets to disclose I, I, the project. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's too much leeway on his album checklist. Yeah. yeah. Let's move on. Versus Me are back with a brand new single called Control. Versus you? No. <laughs> this song goes hard. I really enjoyed this song. Am I alone on that one? I also enjoy it. Hell yeah. I think I have a new favorite Versus Me song. Uh, it's not that hard. They didn't really release a lot of stuff after their last album. Yeah, that 2019 album had a lot of good but not very memorable songs for me except for miss out and arguably give me a reason being memorable but not one that i go back to all that often this song is basically you take all of the good parts from that album from like a specific song like you take a, the, a really good chorus from a song like give me a reason you get the really good parts from uh miss out uh, like the the heavier parts of miss out you put them together this is the song that you get i love this i i really enjoy i was not expecting to enjoy this as much as i did yeah this this isn't my favorite versus me song i think that this would fit in well with that previous album maybe around like the middle of the pack uh in terms of what i enjoyed um i was hoping that for a lead single i might get something that i felt a little more strongly about um, but I mean, I guess I, I have a very distinct memory of the first time I listened to Continuous, um, that 2019 album, and it was just all like blowing me away. Uh, even if I didn't end up in, in the end, like as strong on it, I still just have this perception of versus me as a band that like is going to blow me away on the first time I listen to something. Um, and listening to Control for the first time, I wasn't super impressed. Withering Visits, like I, I did enjoy this song a lot more as time went on, but I don't know. I I wanted something a bit more with a wow factor mm-hmm. um, that this didn't quite have for me. But I either way, I mean, I'm always excited for new versus me, and we'll see where they go. Hopefully, um, I would like to see. There was that song in the last album, Up at Night, and I remember like the first time I heard it. The there was like a like big house, um, almost a dubstep drop just in the middle of the song out of nowhere instead of a breakdown. And I was just like floored by it. And I'd like to see those sort of electronic influences, almost similar to a Sullivan King kind of thing, I guess, um, topically uh, in some of the new singles that gets released. I was, obviously, like this I was just it, about but... to say, I like the breakdown with all the electronic elements. Yeah. The, bre- yeah. the breakdown in this song is sick. It, it has kind of a spooky vibe to it. Yeah. For me, it, fe- it feels very spooky. I don't know what noise about it makes it spooky, but it has, the spooky vibe to it. I feel like I just in go general, back and keep the spooky vibe in mind. <laughs> I feel like in general, the, like a lot of the electronic elements of this song make it feel a little bit spooky. Mm. Um, and I really enjoyed it. Um, his queen vocals are definitely like my favorite part of his. I'm not as high on his uncleans, so whenever he leans more into that uh, queen vocal, I'm a big fan. Uh, but I think what really makes this song great for me is that the unclean vocals didn't put me off in the way that they have in the past whereas Mm. like his queens like no matter what this band is going to put out his queen vocals are always going to be amazing it's the uncleans that i think are going to be the make or break for me and uh in this song the uncleans worked for me everything just clicked here so i'm super happy with this 
I think my problem with new Visionary now is if everything they release is oh, going to sound you mean, like... You mean versus me? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Why did I say Visionary? Fuck. I was looking at the playlist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Same names kind of threw me off. Yeah, uh, yeah. Versus me. Um, I feel like you can slot any of their new songs, especially Control, on their Continuance album. And it'll all just kind of feel like it was on that album. I kind of want to see more variation with what they've got. Yeah. Um, maybe something with just cleans or just uncleans. You know, just something to kind of mix it up a little bit. But honestly, I'm cool with whatever they release. It all sounds good. Yeah. I mean, that that's an interesting point, too, is that with their first album, or any band's first album, really, it feels like that gives you an opportunity to, like, see what works, and then you see the second album having a bit more, like, variation to it. Uh, and like you said, this does feel like it, it fits in and is in the same vein as that previous material. So it's like, okay, well, they've got one album in, they've settled in their sound, but I need something maybe a bit more to distinguish them. Um, okay, cool. But the rest of the bag. Uh, Continuous was their second album. Oh, it was? Yeah. The hell? Yeah. They had a 2016 no. album. Oh. Ignore me then. I don't know what I'm talking <laughs> about. <laughs> Let's move on then. Justin, take the wheel. Yeah, I ruined my transition because I'm an idiot. Uh, fucking Visionary with their new single, <laughs> Temples. Poor Visionary. <laughs> fucking, fucking Visionary. <laughs> Uh, this is another band I've been kind of wanting to talk about because it's, it's melodic horror at its finest. Not quite as high on it as I am with Mosaic. Um, I feel like uh, the instrumentals on this really sell the band. I, I wasn't, uh, specifically on this song alone, I wasn't too fond of it. They had a really good uh, Midnight Sky by Miley Cyrus cover uh, last year. And I was kind of hoping something similar to that would be... Uh, what they'd be releasing next, but um, I like what I got. It's just uh, probably not going to be something I'm going to spin heavily toward the later end of the year. And apparently this song also had a feature um, from a band called I Am King. I didn't know about that until the music video was published. Um, it's also kind of not noticeable. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah. Um, apart from that, I don't really have much else to say. It's just... It, it's melodic core at its finest, but I don't think it's different from anything else you would get from like a mosaic or uh, hell, even like more mainstream uh, post melodic hardcore. I, I think it's fitting that you make that comparison to mosaic, where they, they are they have distinct sounds from each other, but at the same time they have a lot of similarities in where it's solid, but there isn't anything too memorable for me, um, like. I don't think there's anything bad about this song. Like, this is a smaller band that definitely has potential. Uh, definitely go check them out uh, because very good chance they will be dropping like they'll drop a hit song eventually. They the, the potential they have, is there. They have posted within the last couple of days that they have summer music coming out, so we'll probably get a couple more singles yep. within the next few months. But yeah, I, I think this band, th this song is solid, but it's just not super memorable. I'm I'm excited to. Uh, Keep an eye on this band to see uh, what they got in store for the future, though. Uh, you guys got anything else on Visionary? Are we good to move on? Nope. Just overall, something I, I found to be solid. Um, 
One another one like I mentioned earlier, I believe it was with um oh god. It's it's escaping me. Um but either way the something that I thought was good and it made me want to revisit it. Um and I'll always go back uh to what the rest of this band has to offer too. Well then I think it's a matter of time before we move on. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> Fight the fate of a brand new song called Matter of Time. Yay. <laughs> I'm funny, man. Uh, anyway, uh, this is probably my favorite of the recent Fight the Fade singles. This uh, is my least favorite, so it's a good thing we're on the same page. This, this just, to me, this just feels like bread and butter Fight the Fade. This is just another solid song for the discography. It's nothing game-breaking for them, but if you enjoy their sound as I do... This song's solid. You get uh, solid opening, solid verses, pretty solid chorus. I, I, I mean, I, I just enjoy it. I mean, I think me saying that this is my favorite of the recent singles comes down to the fact that I didn't give Old Wounds very much playtime and Cut and Run fell off for me pretty fast. So almost by de facto default, whatever, this falls into place as my favorite. But yeah, regardless, I still really enjoyed this. I feel like the instrumentals in this are my my crux for this song. I feel like they they blend too much in the song to the point where they become forgettable, and yeah. um, the vocals really don't set that apart. They really don't do anything else. Um, Old wounds and cut and run um, had variations in vocal delivery, plus they really leaned on their uh electronic sound with cut and run um and you know that's the sound i kind of look for in this band now that they've put that out like until they put something on that caliber i'm just kind of okay with it old wounds i was a bit more lenient on because uh it was that same variation of vocal delivery delivery this song is it just felt kind of bland after the first minute or two yeah, that's that's about where I'm sitting on it. I didn't mind the vocals. I thought that they were good actually. Um but yeah, instrumentally there's nothing really to cling to here. Like you mentioned, it the song suffers for. I don't think it's a bad song, but I just I'm not left wanting to go back to it after hearing it once. I don't know if I have too much more to add or say. Let uh, me tell you. Say... Oh, go ahead. Before you transition, uh, mm-hmm. I will plug Cut and Run again cuz Cut and Run is really good. You'll keep plugging for a second. I got a cookie in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Fine, I'll take your transition from you. Uh, Spirit (laughs) Secret Garden, the second single, or is it third off their new album? Fourth? Fourth. Fourth now? Yeah. (laughs) They've released a lot recently. Uh, Fourth single off their new album, Eternal Blue, releasing September 17th. Circle it's with my, me finally sold me on this band. This is my Secret Garden single. is continuing on that path. This is a great Makes song. This is a I, I I am seeing the AOTY season potential now. <laughs> uh, it is Good. my eyes are open to it. Uh, yeah, I mean, 
Cardi doesn't need to use her screams at all to make an amazing song. And this song is just proof of that. Yep. I feel like there's a lot of people that are going to be mad that this, this band metalcore make make heavy music. No. Push. <laughs> Silence. The spirit box are all the better because of it, almost. The fact that they can do something like this. Yeah, it's this... just... I'm I'm hell excited. I'm... Yep. Spirit box are incredible. Yeah, I... My look, I my favorite part about this song. I mean, I mean, you talked about too that how great of a vocalist Courtney is, just in all facets. I I I'm I'm hoping it's the same as what I'm gonna say. Okay, I wanted to mention how they can make guitar sound like a bass. Is that wait? It's not a it's not a bass. No, no, that's guitar. What the, the bass just lays the groundwork. It's not bass. I know it's crazy. I, it like <laughs> it's super impressive. Um, in the because I, I was gonna say it's the bass. <laughs> yeah, no, it's guitar. It's just tuned low and played differently. They Man. don't have the bass do anything. Um, besides, like just the uh, at least in this, they don't have it do anything besides just the uh, for lack of a better term, bass line uh, rhythm. Which um, there's a song off their 2019 ep uh, electric cross it does the same thing and i thought it was bass until somebody pointed it out to me like no it's just guitar um which is like insane but <laughs> that that guitar or bass sounding guitar is far and away my favorite part about this band it really demonstrates that like courtney is uh very active like social media type um front i guess front woman would be the term um and is a great face of the band, but she is not all this band is. I mean, I think that instrumentally, this band holds their own, like, just as strongly. Mm. And, I mean, Circle With Me, Secret Garden, um, Constance, and Holy Roller being the four uh, singles, I guess, off of this upcoming album. And I couldn't be more excited. This is like, <laughs> Jake mentioned AOTY season. Like, this is very strongly, probably the album announced right now that has the strongest AOTY potential for me. Um, I'm just so excited to see what continues. Um, I think they said there'd be one more single uh, between Secret Garden and when the album releases, so we have that to look forward to probably sometime in July or August. But yeah, Secret Garden, um, getting, like Circle With Me, getting radio play. You know, this band's monthly listeners have shot up by, what was it? I think it's 225,000 since Circle With Me dropped. And it just mm -hmm. continues to grow. It's insane. Um, Span so, getting a lot of attention and love, and deserving of all of it. Yep. I I I I have something to say about this band as well, but I feel like it's like in the same vein as you with caskets, Derek. Mm -hmm. Where I really want to love them, but I just don't. <laughs> yeah. I um, like I I absolutely love Holy Roller. Uh, I think this is the second best song, but I'll yeah. have you know that "Circle with Me" is my second most played song of the year as of now. Oh damn! Uh, according uh, to Last.fm, I'll Bet take bet that. between uh, last time when we talked about it in our uh, April recap and now, mm -hmm. it has become my second most played song of the entire year in the span of a month. <laughs> Man, I I will say, Jacob, that for me, that's how I felt about the band until I heard Constance, and suddenly, like, everything clicked, and now they're one of my favorite bands. Um, so I'm wondering if, with the next single, or just sometime in this album cycle, you might have that song that makes the band click for you. I'm hoping so. Mm. 
that's that's my hope like i enjoyed the the constance music video but the mix for me just i can't <laughs> yeah yeah that is too low. that is one thing that i noticed that they do tend to mix the vocals maybe just a little bit lower on the songs where um like in terms of courtney's cleans tend to get mixed a little bit lower and i'm wondering why that is but I mean, the rest of the production, I guess, is is in mixing yeah. overall is just great because of the way um, that each instrument feels like it's got its own life to it. So, you know, you you you, you uh, what is that term? Why am I blanking? I've used this term like eight million times in my life. You win some, you lose uh, some. Is uh, that what I'm? Is that cautiously what optimistic. Again. No, 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 no. God knows I couldn't blank on that one. It's the first one that came to mind. That's a problem. <laughs> No, but um, definitely go check this out if you haven't. Spirit Boss continuing to do great things, and I am more than excited for their upcoming album. The last thing I want to mention before we move on, because I don't think we've mentioned it yet, is how incredible the chorus is. I don't know mm. we've explicitly mentioned how catchy the chorus is. Uh, Courtney's vocals shine throughout the entire song, but the chorus in particular is just fantastic. Uh, particularly the opening arts where it's like, nobody waits for me, and I won't. Is that the line? I don't know. Whatever it is, whatever I follows. Was, I to... know. Hold that, on. That's probably it. Nobody um, waits for me, but I know. Let me see here. No, not Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> that's two different sides of the coin. Yeah, and nobody waits for me, but I know. Nobody takes me what I grow. Secret Garden, disregard my heart. Yeah, that the opening to that chorus, the delivery mm -hmm. there in particular, really stood out. The way that she like uh, changes the pitch for, and I know. Uh, just sure. re really nice touch to an already fantastic song. Let's move on then to Savage Hands. They're back with a brand new song called Love No More. I think now is a optimal time to bring up the fact that you guys requested I listen to that 2020 album. Yes. Uh, at some point last year, and I never got to it. I know. Uh, yeah, so, I know. <laughs> so this new single has forced me to listen to this band. Uh, and you guys were entirely right. I really do need to listen to that album at some point. <laughs> yeah, and I'm glad you're going to listen to it in three years. <laughs> uh, He's got it. I'm, I'm, I'm upset at myself that that's accurate. Well, see, it can't be. It can't be, because I think that this is attached eventually to a new album coming out this year. Which means that before you hear their second album, you gotta hear their first. Yeah. I'm I'm putting that on the table. That's my <laughs> challenge to you. You mean their second, right? Yeah. I'm saying before he hears the second, he's gotta hear their first. Is fuck me. Did there I was do it a again? 2018 album there. Dang it. <laughs> I am over two tonight. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, man. Oh. <sighs> I kind of I kind of want to label this song as my robbed song of the month as a song that I really enjoyed but did not give nearly enough playtime to. Mm. I I will also say that I didn't I didn't listen to this as much as a lot of other singles and I went back and listened to it before we we got to it and it's good I I really like the the like unclean like oddly chanting the love no more that they do yeah. I really like yeah. that for some reason. I feel like it fits really well with that song and the kind of the style they're going for. Um, but for some reason, it's just not replayable to me. I, I feel, I I feel the opposite because this song is replayable. It's just I haven't gone back to it very much. This, for one reason or another. 
of all of the Savage Hand songs that I have heard, this is actually my least favorite. Yeah, which I, I I can see that it's it's in the same vein as a versus me like that single for me where like I want the lead single to to blow me away, you know, for an album, and this didn't in the way that I wanted it to, um, which makes me very sad. I don't like hate it by any means. I just think that it's all right and it's kind of there. Um, and I want something more in the vein of like a, a blue from Savage Hands, a song that like I keep going back to and it's got a lot of replayability for me and there's a lot to love there that I couldn't necessarily get with other bands. Whereas with this, it feels like it's good, like hard rock, metalcore, whatever, but it's nothing that I haven't heard before. Um, and I think this band has the potential to put out stuff that's more unique. Um, and so it just kind of disappoints me, I guess, in a way that, that I'm getting something that feels a little bit more generic, but I digress. Again, like, even if I don't love the single, I'm still excited for new Savage Hands material and for the eventual, I believe it's an album, um, that they said they had in the works that this is off of, but whatever this culminates to, I'm excited to hear it. I don't know if there's too much more to be said. So let's move on then. As it is, have a brand new song called I Don't Give a Fuck or IDGAF. I have missed this band. <laughs> you and me both. I, for- I totally forgot about them too. This was my introduction to the band, and I feel like I've been missing out. I've missed this sound. They did have an album back in 2018? Mm-hmm. Was it 2019? Yeah, they're great. It's 2018. 2018, okay. Yeah, because they had the reimagined album in 2019. Uh, this sounds like something that would fit exactly on their 2017 album. Okay. Um, with a bit more well-done mixing on the instrumentals. Yep. Um. This song is really good. Yeah, this was a like, pleasant surprise for me. Yeah, I feel like Patty did really well in his vocal delivery. Um, the kind of slow kind of um, lead in with the first verse into that just drop off into the the loud instrumentals. Just love that part. I, I feel like this is. Good things to come only from this song. Yeah, for sure. The The only thing uh, I will say, the only issue is, is that if you came off from the Great Depression album, uh, which is really where I started getting to the band, this song is going to feel like a little bit of a whiplash. Yeah, um, no, yeah, absolutely. But if you go back and listen to their OK album, titled OK, not the <laughs> not <first> yeah. quality, <laughs> um, if you go back and listen to it, you'll be fine. Yeah, that that being um, my favorite album of theirs. Um, okay, I, this is my favorite as it is song besides uh, "Soap" off of that uh, Okay album. Um, oh, I like. Uh, I think "Downtown" is still my favorite off of the their. Oh yeah, yeah. I know. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm happy. This so talking about like Savage Hands and versus me, not like really delivering as much as I wanted them to on like a lead single for whatever album cycle. This for me is that deliverance of the lead single that I want. This, this has stoked my, uh, my anticipation for this album, uh, very, very strongly. 
uh, and I'm very excited for new as it is, especially because it's been three years at this point, right? Like, mm-hmm. I haven't put out anything, I don't think, since 2018. No, it's not um, since they're, uh, the drummer left. Yeah, which obviously... Oh, well, no, I take that back. There was that Reimagined album, right? That came out That was last 2019. Year. Okay. Okay, so then yeah. it's the first in two years. Which... Yeah, that was more of a mixture of a bunch of different genres, similar yeah. to the to the Normandy Reimagined album. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, this is a really good, you know, return to form for their sound. And man, if it if they keep it going, I'm I'm in for the ride. Yep, you and me both. Are you in for the ride with Siamese after they drop their newest single, "Rather Be Lonely"? You know I am. This song is like top two of the release singles. Hell fucking yes I am too. Siamese have leveled the fuck up in this album cycle. I don't know what the hell they did between Superhuman and this latest stretch of singles, but like I I am extremely excited for this album. Uh, the album has released date. <laughs> A lot of singles we're talking about have release dates for albums. October 22nd, the title of the album is called Home. As I said, Superhuman didn't really stick with me all that much, but from Home, which has grown on me over time, Can't Force the Love, which is as much of a banger as it always has been, arguably my favorite song of there. Enough Ain't Enough with Rory Rodriguez, another fantastic one. And this, like, this is shaping up to be an absolutely incredible album. This... This song is the essence of what Siamese is. If you have never heard Siamese before, listen to this song, and you're basically going to get what this band's sound is. And if you aren't hooked, I don't know how else I can hook you, because, like, <laughs> I, I actually just don't know. Like, you can go back, and um, I said this about the last couple of singles we talked about, but this one in particular, you can go back and put this on their Shameless album, Superhuman... Like it will. This is a Siamese single in all aspects, and it sounds just as good as ever. You know this this band is is doing a good job on selling me. Um, as as time has gone on, um, like every time they drop the the new single and they include the other older singles with it in that little release um, package, I go back and listen to it, and every time I I like what I'm hearing more and more. Um, especially after I wasn't like super high on the band to begin with. Um, and now I'm, I'm sitting in the position where it's like, okay, like I, I need this album. <laughs> like this, this, I think maybe my second favorite single. I still think I like yeah. home more. Oh, I, I can't force the love. That yeah, would be my third and it's close. Can't force the love. Then this song, if you're asking me, I'm, I'm glad we're all in agreement that uh, enough ain't enough is kind of weaker. And it's not just, because, you know, Rory does really good on it, but it doesn't let Rory shine. Um, and it, it's kind of more dance influence. That that song live is probably going to be good. I'm, I'm going to disagree with you. I think Enough Ain't Enough is the weakest of the singles just because everything else is simply better. That That's that's just it, if you ask me. Like, I, I really cannot fault that song for anything. It's just that Siamese is leveled up and is releasing some insanely high quality post-hardcore music right now like 
are we talking top 10 album of the year season? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, like, you, you, do you ask me going off of Superhuman, is Siamese going to be releasing a top 10 album for me? Hell no. Like, <laughs> you, you release these four singles, you've got me convinced that it's pretty likely. Yeah. I'm going to say it's really hard in an album cycle to get four songs that all kind of sound very different with their own feels and um, different, like, um, circumstances, I guess is the right word. Mm. And Siamese did really well with this. They they have a song that has more heavier influences. They have a song that harkens back to their old sound. Um, they have just a really good kind of dance sound that anyone will probably like. Um, and then Can't Force the Love is probably the best of all they can really do. So uh, I'm excited. Let's move on then to our last single of the month. Derek, you you want to spin this one? Yes, sir. Little Lotus has a new single out entitled Romantic Disaster featuring Chrissy Costanza of Against the Current. A little background, I guess. Little Lotus is an emo rap artist who I've been listening to since, what, 2016, 2017. Um, He's also the lead vocalist for a post-hardcore band called If I Die First, um, which has other emo rap artists as musicians in the band, as well as members of, um, oh god, what was that band? From First to Last? Uh, which was the metalcore band that Skrillex was in before he became Skrillex. The amount of um, interconnected webs that you have just mentioned <laughs> is a little bit ridiculous. Yeah, and I, I think actually Skrillex is back as the vocalist for uh, from first to last, so that's another interesting little tidbit that happened recently. Um, all that to say that I forget sometimes that Little Lotus can sing instead of doing more of like the singy hip-hop fusion um, that we get in a lot of his other material. And... By God, if this song isn't fantastic, it's very kind of basic, more pop driven, um, which is, again, like a lot of what Against the Current does too, infusing um, pop motifs into rock music. Um, And when you have two artists with a lot of pop and melody sensibility put together, what you get is one short, almost um, Stand Atlantic Death Wish-esque type thing. where you're in, you're out, you've got the catchy verses, catchy pre-chorus, catchy chorus, um, fade out at the end. I I really, really enjoy this. The replayability value on it is just insane. I am a, a very big fan of this style of Little Lotus. Um, we don't get it very often. Uh, so to hear it done, and especially done this well, is a nice uh, breath of, of fresh air. Um, I would really like to see this take off on the radio there's nothing that needs to be censored it's got pop sensibility it's quick it's in it's out i this is one of those things where i don't know if it will blow up but i feel like it should and i'm gonna be mad that it doesn't but the last time i felt that way about a song it was monsters by all time low and it proceeded to go like top 10 on pop radio so i'm hoping fingers crossed that i've jinxed it in a way again we can get (laughs) um both of these artists more exposure but I really, really love this. Two points. A, uh, I think your point about Stand Atlantic, uh, Death Wish, this song feels like uh, that song's little sister in a way. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, point B, uh, I want new against the current material. Having yep, exactly. To this. <laughs> like, exactly. If if I if I'm not getting a new against the current song, at least this will hold me over until I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this was a pleasant surprise for me when you uh, sent it to me uh, about a week ago at this point. Yeah. Solid song. He- Solid song. <laughs> saying it's its little sister, I guess it's the opposite, right? Like Stand Atlantic, like Death Wish was you get the female fronted rock band featuring the emo rap artists, and then this is the emo rap artist featuring the <laughs> female fronted yep. rock band. Yep. Right? Yep. But no, very, very, very enjoyable song. Um, one of my favorites of the year so far, and especially of the month, too. Um, as much of a pleasant surprise as it was for you, it was also for me because this is not a crossover I would have ever expected, but I'll take it. With that being said, we are done with the singles at uh, record pace for the year of 2021, I think. Thank God, finally. (laughs) We deserve reprieve. We do, we do. Uh, But we ain't slowing down because we got a lot of EPs and albums to talk about. Let's get started first off with Bad Love and their brand new EP, Life Imitates Art. Before you get into discussing about the album, I just want to say our playlist, we are at uh, track number 25 to 32 of a 130 song playlist. Yeah, <laughs> yep, There's a fine. lot of material we're going to kind of speed through. There, there's a lot of albums that we're going to kind of just touch. Um, a couple of these EPs as well, maybe. How are we feeling about this EP? Pleasant surprise. Uh, yep. Not something that i have gone back to all too much on the whole yeah uh but i mean there's nothing bad going on here uh you put me onto this when it came out and i saw that it had a cross faith feature and you instantly had me intrigued because a cross faith feature is not something that happens very often if ever i mean i'm sure it's happened but it's not something i, I mean as i said that i've seen very often uh and considering that i really enjoyed cross faith uh, seeing that feature was definitely cool, and I think it worked really well on uh, Social Suicide. Uh, definitely, probably my second favorite song on the EP. In saying that, my favorite song is by far Feel Good, uh, coming in as the second-to-last track on this EP. That song, like, the moment, like I was 10 seconds into the song, and I was already convinced it was my favorite song on the EP, is how much I enjoy that song. Uh, that opening riff is so goddamn good. It's so catchy. The hand claps remind me of Low by Stateside. And if y'all remember, that EP was my second favorite EP of last year. So uh, that kind of callback um, feel good. I'm sure that they weren't like referencing each other or anything. But the fact that I enjoy that Stateside EP, which used the hand claps in a similar manner to feel good, probably makes sense why I enjoy the song so much. Lyricism definitely... Uh, out there in a way but um i still love the song it's groovy as fuck uh super replayable definitely my favorite song on the ep uh not to put the rest of it down but it has been when i go back to the handful of songs from this ep that are in my playlist i almost single-handedly go back to feel good because i look at them all in my playlist and like even if i start playing another one i see feel good two songs beneath it and i'm like yeah but that song though you know um 
yeah uh, overall pleasant surprise feel good fucks uh actually i have it in my notes that feel good fucks literally uh the because of the lyrics um, oh my god i don't i don't know if you caught on to it but uh one of the lyrics was i forget where it is but i have this written down i need my time i'll be the master i want it now can you give it to me faster i want oh. it faster but uh it won't oh. last but damn it feels good uh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, we, get, we get horny on me you know? yeah i'm gonna echo you that feel good is probably one of the better songs of the album i also really liked come clean it just felt different enough from the album uh it was not a single uh like um feel good followed a later dmu and social suicide work and uh i i feel like it, it's different enough to be very much enjoyable even though it's almost four minutes long yeah come if i remember correctly come clean is like the most melodic on the ep mm. uh whereas like social suicide and dmu i'm pretty sure definitely lean more into like metalcore in a way if i remember uh follow the leader as well but as i said most of my time with this cp was spent on feel good so i don't remember the rest of it as well yeah i i i have to agree actually come clean and feel good are my two favorites off the album so i'm glad we're all in a concurrence there in some way shape or form um or i guess off the ep it feels weird I haven't had an eight song ep in a while i feel like you know like, i mean I, it's I, it's is this actually eight yeah isn't it yeah, yeah it, it is eight. i mean you have two uh, interludes kind of i guess yeah, two interludes um but i'll have to say this this was a band that justin introduced me to when they were going through the uh single cycle um for the ep and you know i i i liked it more than i was anticipating and i guess that's because i didn't really have very many expectations going into it but overall i was i was very pleasantly surprised by what i heard um definitely uh at least something I want to revisit come the end of the year. Um, not, uh, it's not going to take the top EP spot um, for reasons we'll get to in a couple of minutes. Um, but just overall, something I really enjoy and something I want to keep going back to, at least if not as a whole, then for individual songs. I don't know if there's too much more to say. So uh, really? if, if we want to make this couple of minutes, uh, about one minute, Derek, take the wheel. It's yours. Oh, I don't think this Boy. is the one, is it? This is the one, hello? Oh, I thought it was something else. Oh, the fuck else we got? Oh, no, 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 no. This, let me, let me introduce y'all to the best EP I have ever heard in my fucking life. Convictions <laughs> have put out a new EP entitled I Won't Survive. I'm sorry, I So as far as I'm aware, the three of us won't have to say anything because you can you will be able to wait, say everything and it. more. What? Wait, hold on. I went back to this and I'm oh? higher higher on it than I was. I still need a little bit more time with it. I, I'm getting used to the uncleans, but I, I I'm smoking what Derek's smoking. Uh, I'll take oh. it, Jacob. So this is like. This is, imagine this. This is like Kublai Khan, uh -huh. Alpha Wolf, uh -huh. and Old Wage Whore had a baby. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. God bless. <laughs> How are you feeling any differently on it now than you were when I forced everybody to listen to it? My opinion um, has not changed that much, 
But, uh, yeah, it, it really hasn't changed much, but the two songs that I thought were all right are still all right. Okay. I, you know what? I'll take it. It's better than nothing. I, uh, okay. I have a signed poster from this band in my room that I got before I even got into the band. And now I feel very justified in having it. Um, I mentioned last year that my number one EP, um, the Hands Like Houses EP, was my favorite EP I had ever heard. Um, I would take, just so you understand where I'm coming from, I would take this EP 11 times out of 10 over that Hands Like Houses EP. This is art. <laughs> I, I think that that's the best way that I can put it. Um, there is a lot of of depth um, to this album in so many ways. Um, instrumentally, I mean, it's just insane. It's just breakdown after breakdown after breakdown, and they all managed to hit as hard as the previous breakdown, if not harder, which, like you're coming out of the gate with one of the hardest breakdowns I've heard all year. And it just keeps getting better and better. Um, I think that there's a, a, not necessarily like an even balance between the cleans and the uncleans, but it strikes for me a perfect balance between them. Um, especially for like what the EP is trying to convey. Um, and then like, that, it's not even counting the motifs. I mean, like the war that followed me home, um, is about like soldiers coming home from war and experiencing PTSD um, and having to relive like the death and horror that they went through overseas oh, like, um, uh, night after night. Panic Room by Silent Planet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very, you know, a lot of the lyricism here, very similar. Maybe not night as um, open a thesaurus type lyricism <laughs> 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 as Silent Planet. Um, and then, you know, the price of grace being about, um, I don't, so that one actually a personal story um to the best of my understanding from the lead singer one of the lead singers um whose brother committed suicide um right before the last breakdown you have the last voicemail that he left to him um asking why he did it and like how he wishes he could have him back and how he can't go home because his brother is gone now um put as a, the best like pre-breakdown i have heard in a long time i mean it just hits so hard um and then you hit something like last cell i'm gonna read you some lyrics real quick um to my daughter i'll leave behind i can't stop what's metastasized you're the light in my decline you're the one thing i've done right um all my days have become numbered and i've become numb to it um i'm sorry i won't be there for your first steps when you're falling till you walk down the aisle sitting in a tall white dress um, you were my reason to fight, um, about, again, to the best of my understanding, a man who's lived a very hard life and is now dying from cancer as his, uh, like infant daughter has just been born and he's like reminiscing on all the things he could have done better in his life to get him out of the situation because now he'll never be able to like be there for her when she grows up. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, I... <laughs> I came here to headbang, and now I'm in my feels, right? Like, um, and there's a great bit on the ending there where it's like, think of me and close your eyes, repeated over and over again. It just the delivery on that and across the entire album. 
Um, and then you just have Rippers, like Teeth, which is basically just an Alpha Wolf song um, with some of the nastiest. Yeah, it's got some of the nastiest bass I've heard in a long time at the end. It just kind of isolated with drums and it's it's vile. This this album is basically like one big stank face, but you're also like crying <laughs> while you've got the stank face going. It's why it's yeah. something that you you hear and appreciate and you don't want people to walk in on you because they'd look at the expressions you're making and be like, what the fuck? Are you okay? Like do I need to do I need to call a ambulance or something like that, you know? I don't know. It's just uh this oh, to I me I didn't dive into the lyrics, so it's I'm crazy. There's there's a lot. And then you get something like everything I never told you, which is this like guitar violin driven like interlude of sorts that just fits perfectly between hurricane and right before to set up for uh that contextualization of the lyrics and last cell um for me and i think the thing that sets this apart for me the most because i could talk about this for ages but i don't want to <laughs> keep everybody too long i think for me when i hear an ep I am rarely left feeling like it is a cohesive unit, right? Or not, not necessarily it's cohesive, but it's like, I am happy with this EP. I don't want anything more. When I hear an EP, oftentimes I'm like, okay, I'm glad I got an EP from this band I like. I wish it would have been an album or I wish I could have had more. For me, I feel like this seven song package is as perfect as it could be. And as much as I now love this band... I don't want this to be anything more or anything less than it is. Like, I think that it can stand alone. I wouldn't want this to be another three songs made into an album because I think that the seven songs that they've managed to put here work so well together to deliver one cohesive package that to do anything more to it would almost be a disservice. If that makes sense, like, don't get me wrong, I want more convictions now, but, like, I am beyond happy with what I have here, and I feel like that's what really sets this EP apart from really any other I've, I've ever heard. I think the it's more, perfect. The more that you're talking about this EP, the more that you're reminding me of how I felt when I first heard uh, Foxblood, uh, the 2019 album Grief and Mercy, mm. Mercy Sweet. When I first heard those opening five tracks and how well they flowed into each other, like if you took those opening five tracks and that was just an EP, that would yeah. arguably be like a top three EP of all time for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it made my top 10 albums of the year as, like, number 9, number 8, right. something like that. But if you just take those opening four songs, they are so incredible that, that that's the closest that I think I can feel to how you felt about the CP here with uh, Convictions. Yeah, I just, so. I am so far. And, like, this, this, talk about coming out of left field, I had listened to Convictions before. I'd heard The Price of Grace when it came out, and, like, I'd heard Hurricane when it came out. And I was, like, not at all sold on it. I was like, okay, this is okay. Like, I don't ever feel the need to revisit it. And then I heard it all together, and it just kind of, like, blew my mind. <laughs> you know, and I, I haven't turned back since. I love this more and more every time I, I listen to it. If, if I could count this, like, if we weren't doing, like, top EPs, top albums, whatever, at the end of the year, and I could just count this as, like, top music of the year, you know, sort of thing, I have no doubt that this would be my, like, AOTY equivalent, because this I love more than anything, really, I've I've else i've heard this year which which says a lot because i've had a lot this year that i've loved but yep. anyway all that to say this is my official stamp of endorsement for convictions um please go listen to this band because they are not signed um they do everything by themselves you know merch shipping all of that um release so any and all love for this band is is much deserved and much appreciated
my final two cents that I want to add, uh, the two songs that stuck with me more than anything else were Wreckage and Last Cell. Wreckage instrumentally felt like the one that I was able to... There, there were a lot of really cool moments instrumentally in Wreckage, like that opening riff or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas Last Cell, I think vocally, was where I was able to enjoy it the most. Yeah. Uh, the Unqueens are the thing that was putting me off from enjoying this as much as I wanted to. Uh, Queen's vocalist that was doing all the choruses, fantastic on every single song i had no complaints there the uncleans really just put me off for the most part and last cell had the most moments where the uncleans didn't put me off even we'll take like, it. like they, i still didn't love all of them but there were like a couple of lines in the verses and stuff where i was like okay that, right. that's cool i enjoy that uh but overall not enough to get me to want to go back to it consistently yeah, definitely some um, so. metalcore. Metalcore <laughs> ass metalcore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If that's not your thing, then you know, maybe not the EP for you. But if you enjoy metalcore ass metalcore, yeah, this is this is far and away some of the best I've ever heard. Justin, Jacob, any last thoughts here? Nah, Derek's no. pretty much said everything that I could ever say. <laughs> um, I will just note that. Bands like Convictions are something that it's going to take time for me to get into. Yeah. Um, especially with how uh, much they lean into the unclaims. Uh, but I will say a lot of their chorus work is really good. So I, I, I'm, I'm on board. Let's move on then. Justin, this next one's been a band you've been very excited to talk about for a while. Yes. Uh, Soft Spoken have released an EP called Where the Heart Belongs. Uh, this EP has actually been available for a couple months if you bought it digitally. Uh, I was only released on streaming services on like uh, May the 14th, so that's why we're counting it here instead of talking about the other singles. Um, As a whole, I feel like this EP is a really good culmination of a lot of their different sounds. I feel like there's a lot of different sounds, although I will argue that one or two of them kind of blend together. Um, But as a whole, I really enjoyed this EP. Uh, Specifically, Bones and The Road are my two favorite songs from this band has ever made. Uh, The Road lyrically is amazing you go back like watch the music video watch you know listen to the lyrics you know you get a better understanding of that song and just how well written it is um specifically with the the lyrics of the chorus uh i'll get to those in just a second but bones bones has probably been my favorite song that this band has made um Mostly because of the latter half of the song, where it um, goes into the breakdown, uh, humble your bones, break through, break them to strengthen, and then repeats that again, and then leads into the final chorus. I think that's the moment that kind of sold the song on me. Uh, and then uh, with the road, the road is much more uh, emotional, which I, I dig with and. One of the reasons why I kind of fell in love with this band. Uh, a lot of their old stuff I really didn't get into, I'll be honest. But this EP in general, I really enjoyed. Um, the the lyrics for The Road, you know, amazing. Uh, the chorus into 
Um, we carry the fire, but my legs are weak. My body is tired. How can I save my love? Uh, they do quite a bit of blending with that. And I, uh, the cleans mix in the uncleans. I just, I, I, I feel like this song, this EP is really good. I think uh, I've mentioned it before, but this band falls into the same hole of Mosaic and Visionary, which we talked about earlier in this episode, where it's solid, but there's nothing that's super memorable bringing me back to it. The closest thing that it was bringing me back was Bones. Uh, definitely my favorite song off of the EP. I really enjoyed the chorus. It has a nice groove to it. But overall, there's something missing here that's not clicking with me, and I don't know what it is, because this band has basically every element that i typically like in this type of sound but something's not clicking for me to make me want to go back to it super consistently regardless of that like i definitely recommend giving this a shout giving this a listen um because there's potential here for sure so the devil's wears prada oh we're just moving on aren't we (laughs) yes we are yeah i presume derek didn't have anything nope so the Devil Wears Prada have released their new EP called ZII. What the fuck? <laughs> Man. Man. Derek is thrown. <laughs> That feels like a. I feel like you just committed a sin. <laughs> Something about that don't sit right with me. I don't know about that. Uh, Jacob definitely had that plan for at least a week. Oh, I did. I definitely <laughs> did. Oh my I god, know. I thought about it, and it'd be like this would be hilarious to do. Last week, yeah. I respect it. But uh, yeah, Devil was proud to have released Zombie EP two, and. I have a new soundtrack for when I play Left 4 Dead. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> or Doom? Question mark? Maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah, actually, because what? They said that they listened to a lot of Doom when writing yeah, it, right? In the in the AMA on Reddit, they said that. Yeah, Forlorn literally sounds like... like the, the start of it literally sounds like a Doom track. Yeah. So, you've heard the zombie EP, right? Of course. Is this... A... A good fitting follow-up to the zombie EP. And B, is it better than the zombie EP? So, A, it is a brilliant follow-up. Okay, I'm with you. B, as a whole, I think it's better. Okay. But I think there are standout tracks on the original that I like better. Okay, I see. So so what you're saying is the collective piece of... uh... The original zombie EP is... Or no, the collective piece of Zombie 2 is better, but there are standout songs on the first one. Yes. Got it. I haven't I listened to the to... Uh, original zombie EP, so I wouldn't know. Um, it, it, um, I have a very interesting relationship with this band because I... They are, like, legendary scene status at this point, and the zombie EP is, like ridiculous about that even <laughs> yeah yeah it's ridiculous and it pains me to say it but i don't like the zombie ep and i will go further to say that this band may not be for me no matter how many times i try to get into them 
like the act I think was the closest besides that cover of Sour Breath that they put out that I've been to liking the band and I think it comes down to the uncleaned that like mm. his style and delivery for whatever reason so when they're it's just very like, very raw yeah it's it's like that live too it's very it's, unique it's, it's, yeah you know i i don't know anybody else really doing it or especially as raw as as he does but i for whatever reason it has yet to click with me um it clicked with me in the sour breath cover because it felt like it needed to if it's just like if if it's something where it needs to be like emotional, then you I know, think it fits. I want to compare it to someone kinda I would say Garrett from Silent Planet. Yeah. The closest you'll get. And you know what? I'm in the same boat with Silent Planet too. Where I've heard a lot of their discography because I've gone back and I want to find something that I love and for whatever reason it's not clicking with me. And it makes me very upset because if it was just like a, a smaller band that like I couldn't get into, like whatever, but it's it's the Devil Wears Prada. And it's like I see everybody talking about how much they love this this EP and just the band as a whole. And I want so desperately to get into it and I I haven't been able to um as much as I'd like. But with that said, I really did enjoy this EP. I thought it was good. Like really, really good. This is probably my favorite um piece of of music that the devil wears prada has put out so far besides maybe really? the act yeah i think i like the act a little bit better for me um nora contagion and nightfall really carry it and give it that status for me i i don't really care much for forlorn or termination um but like the end of nightfall um nora overall just like as a like sonically and the way that song is structured i really enjoy it and then contagion is probably the closest um i've been to really enjoying like really truly enjoying a uh original devil wears prada song um and then the uh, like uh, all my comments about the vocals aside the instrumentation on this is incredible like i i, I love the love 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 the instrumentation on the cp um i think that that's really where they shine for me yeah also i like i think this band it almost like I almost relate the it's like I know it's about zombies, right? But you almost yeah. relate it to the pandemic sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like uh I need to pull up some lyrics here. Give me a second. They've definitely got a a, a theme. <laughs> yeah. Which, which which you know, I didn't um necessarily catch the first time I listened to the zombie EP. So going into this I didn't really know what to to expect as much, but they were really like going for the zombie motif here and I was like, "Oh, nice." I'm always a fan of when bands do that. Not necessarily like just talking about zombies, but when they've got like a uh, constant motif throughout all their yeah like, throughout and, the entire video. Uh, I got I got lyrics here now. Hit me with it. Um, in forlorn, I think it's the chorus. It's hopeless now. This tragedy, exhausted of necessities, we're forced to flee without escape. Complete retreat since the outbreak. Yeah, and I guess now that you mentioned that, it could I hadn't thought about it in the lens of the pandemic. Yeah, that, like when I heard <laughs> it, but but now that, especially outbreak. Now that you've said that. Yeah, you know, outside of getting out of that zombie mindset and going into yeah, yeah, no, I can see it. Some words are just not the same since the pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Somebody hits me with uh, distancing, and I'm like, Ooh. but <laughs> I have to, I have to criticize this band right now. This okay. band released the two worst songs on this yep. EP as singles. Well, yeah, okay, I'll take it. Termination, at least. Night, I well, yeah. Termination is definitely the worst. Yeah, and I know. Nightfall, Nightfall is decent. 
Yeah. But it's still the worst, the second worst on the EP. Yeah, so I was not that hype. Like, I thought it, when it came out, I was like, oh, this came out today. I thought it was coming out next week. So it's like, because I wasn't hyped for it at all, to be mm-hmm. honest, because of the, the singles weren't that uh, impressive to me. But then when I heard it, it was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, you say that, and I'm almost wondering if, like, it would have been better. Because by releasing the two, like, we'll, we'll call them worst tracks off the EP as singles, you then get the full EP, and you're more, like, excited for what you're hearing. Hmm. If we'd have gotten something like Contagion and Forlorn as the two singles, and then two out of the three singles we had yet to hear were Termination and yeah. Nightfall, I feel I like guess. it would almost dampen the experience. You know, yeah. like, retroactively, um, looking back at it. But I don't know. I... I want to recommend this to fans of heavy music, even though it's not my thing, because I know that it's just not my thing for personal reasons rather than anything that I can, like, actively put against the band. Like, outside of maybe some aspects of Termination, I don't really think that there's anything not to love here. Um, Like, objectively. It's just my own subjective (laughs) taste and enjoyment getting in the way. Um, Yeah. Upset the sickness. Upset the sickness. Yep. <laughs> God bless Contagion. Contagion, the best track off the album, for sure. EP or EP? EP. My bad. <laughs> I don't. I don't have too much more to add to this. Like, I gave. Uh, I didn't give the full EP a listen, but I gave uh, Forlorn and Contagion. Um, like, I at least skimmed through them to like mm-hmm. get an idea of what it sounded like. I'm. I'm still not really sold on anything. Um, Uncleans just don't work for me. Shrug, that's kind of all I have to say. Yeah, I wouldn't anticipate that this would be <laughs> too far up your alley. Have you listened to... Uh, oh, God, what's that song called? On Chemical, Chemical from the last album, Jake. Maybe? I, there was definitely one song from the act that I feel I like that's to. probably what it was. It was... It might have been Chemical, it might have been something else. Either way, it didn't I feel like you would like that. Oh. Uh, well... <laughs> <laughs> a valiant Anyways, effort Jake, shall we move on yeah I was gonna say Jake if, if, if Zombie 2 wasn't up your alley how are you feeling about this new EP from Of Mice and Men entitled Bloom what can I do to stop the So, the first EP was called Timeless, not Obsolete, which I mistakenly called the Obsolete EP last month. It's okay. We forgive you. <laughs> I'm not making that mistake this time, because if I was, I'd be calling this the Pulling Teeth EP. <laughs> um, pulling Teeth is the best song on this EP, hands down, no questions, song fucks. Uh, um, no. no. Well, maybe. I'll give you a maybe. Yeah, uh... Levy and Bloom are both solid, but Pulling Teeth is a whole other level. Of Mice and Men are, uh, with the two EPs now, they have consistently hit one out of three absolute bangers and two out of three solid songs for me. Um, Pulling Teeth and Obsolete uh, being the bangers. Uh, Pulling Teeth, uh, the chorus definitely sticking with me more so than Levy and Bloom. Uh, But I think really what sells Pulling Teeth it has to be the breakdown at the end, right? It has to be. 
Th- yeah, which one down. of like three <laughs> that get progressively yep. tuned lower and lower and lower when i first heard that breakdown but especially when it got to piece by piece by piece and it goes again that that single part of piece by piece by piece is my favorite part of the entire song just the vocal delivery on that is sick as fuck i mean the entire breakdown is sick as fuck but um over just slowing it down and like saying like word by word like like single syllable words on the beat of the drum in the breakdown worked so well mm. um it, it works better that like cause it follows that up with like slowly pulling teeth that doesn't work nearly as well for me compared to piece by piece by piece there's just, there's a level of energy to single syllable words on the drum beat that cannot be matched if you ask me mm-hmm. um and it, it stole the show um levy i feel like suffers from not being pulling teeth and also being a little bit long and i will i need to disagree right there yep sorry to cut you off levy is perfect length and i'll tell you why it sets the atmosphere for the entire thing and you even the rain continue the rain sound effect continues throughout the whole thing and it's the atmosphere that levy brings and it adds to like the whole like the, the range just stays with the whole thing it's so that's the one thing i was hoping i mean i knew it was going to get brought up because it's undeniable but this the transition so from song to song to song is incredible yeah yeah i so i jacob i'm gonna assume that levy is your favorite song yes. right okay it's mine as well um justin jacob uh jake mentioned that consistently they were putting one fantastic song and two great songs how would you feel if I raised him six fantastic songs? <laughs> would that be a statement that we could get behind? I'm going to give you five. Okay, I'm going to give you five. five. Damn. Okay, well, that, now I'm intrigued. What was the one that you guys aren't as strong about? Timeless. Timeless. Oh. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you know what? I For, for the... For being in sync alone, I'll take it. Um, so if that's the case, then then we're all high on all three songs on the CP, correct? Oh yeah. Okay, fantastic. The CP is miles above the other one. Well, I don't know about miles. It's still good. It, the other one's still good. I'm I'm kind of, but this I'm, one I'm is s- far better. I'm not gonna give it my full credentials. Um, I will say it's good. I just need more time with it. Is really it? I, I'm I'm not hating what I'm listening to, and that's a good sign. It's just that I need more time with it for it to all sink in. Yeah, I I spend a lot of time um, with the Timeless EP, uh, just listening to it on loop. Um, for me, this has like less overall which is weird because it's more cohesive like down to just the way each song flows into each other this has less overall replayability for me than the first ep but outside of anchor i think i enjoy all three of these songs more it's weird i think maybe i just need to like you said spend more time with it which is a weird thing to say um for an ep that i already like well i mean like look we already know convictions is my number one ep of the year like that is what it is but so far number two and number three are both held by of mice and men and I've heard like 50 EPs at this point. So it's like, they're doing something right. Um, have you 
Have you? Because I, I haven't done this, so I was just gonna ask. Have mm-hmm. you played both EPs back to back yet? No, because I don't know if that's the order they're gonna be in in the album. Mm. I'm wondering if they might be. The end of Anchor could work with Levy. I haven't tried it. Um, but I was just wondering. I didn't know if they take because obviously it's kind of culminate in an album at the end. So I didn't know if they take the EPs and just do Timeless Bloom, the other one, and then the last couple of tracks. Well, um, I feel like together these three tracks order, have or... to be together. Right, yeah. right. I'm just, I, I, I'm uh, cautious to put um, right, them yeah. in an order and get used mm-hmm. to it. And then hear the album be like, what the fuck? Levy's not after Anchor? This is wrong! And then go file a complaint <laughs> with Aaron Polly or whatever. Um, speaking of Aaron Polly at his best... Um, across both eps and honestly the mvp of all this for me is the drummer uh his name escapes me and it shouldn't um but he the drums i feel like across both eps have been for me the highlight um with the rest of the band coming in just as clutch i mean i of mice and men like i mentioned for me i'm they're six for six at this point um another one of those albums where before the start of this year Based on Earth and Sky, I wouldn't have expected it to land anywhere near my top ten. Now I'm hearing these songs, and I'm like, shit. Like I'm already, I'm already dreading the end of year between this and something like Spirit Box, you know, Conquer Divide that we mentioned earlier, and what I've already got trying to determine my album the year. I mean, it's gonna be a massive pain in the ass, but nope. I am, I am very pleased with this. I do also like this style of of dropping the EPs like this. I will say, mm. um. For me, like uh, with Too Close a Touch, which I guess is the only comparable thing that I have for it, I didn't like it as much because, I mean, I'm glad to be getting two, three new, like Too Close a Touch songs at any given point, but they don't feel quite as cohesive together. Whereas with these EPs, it feels like all the songs fit together in their own respective EPs. So I'm not as upset about getting a album where I've heard most of the songs by the time all this is said and done because those EP releases all work by themselves like as a package if that makes sense you know like i don't know I, I i wouldn't have liked this the way they're going about this on paper but bloom and timeless and especially bloom have proven that it can work i also prefer releasing one single as opposed to two yeah no i agree wholeheartedly um i liked being able to hear levy and pulling teeth as new tracks on this um as opposed to the last one, which I believe we got both timeless and obsolete, right? Yep, I also agree with that. I will say, I'm wondering, like, and this is, like, I guess a little bit of a tangent, but, like, if with that first one, they were um, determining, like, they needed to build more hype for this type of release, and that's why they released the two singles? Possibly. As opposed to this one? I don't know. Just conjecture. But I'll have to say that this is a really good EP, and of Mice and Men are um, just doing great things. Very, very happy with this, with the band as a whole. Shall we move on, then? Yes, sir. We get to uh, return to a band that we talked about a little earlier in the singles. Um, Outsider Heart have put out an EP entitled Pandemic B-Sides. I don't really know whether to call this an actual EP or just a collection of singles, to be honest. Uh, but it felt like the EPs was the best place to talk about it, so here yeah. we are. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to go out and say that I mentioned that uh, I Don't Know You, which we talked about earlier, was one, like, second 
favorite did i say it was my second favorite song of theirs i don't remember uh if i did i was wrong because don't let me walk away is my second favorite <laughs> song of theirs uh and i think if they can consider that song as a b-side as presumably something less than everything else they have been putting out right that is impressive and that is noteworthy of the amount of talent this band has to offer um not to discredit don't get too close or coming down but don't let me walk away is definitely the standout for me here i agree uh, super catchy just i mean i mean it's everything that you've gotten from this band in previous songs just done to the next level up basically yeah i i think don't let me walk away is really and full disclosure i like all three songs here um but don't let me walk away from me is the one that i would take over i mean i don't know you um like you mentioned it's just it's by far the <laughs> best song out of these yeah. um yeah i don't know maybe the timing bothers me a little bit yeah like, of, of these getting released and then the other single yeah. like i don't know it, you're not you're not given i do know i don't know you enough time to breathe almost at the same time yeah. i know they did just announce a live stream show so maybe they wanted to get this material out there before the live stream just so people know it i don't know Right. Uh, well, they're. Uh, well, I was gonna say maybe it's a label thing, but the label, they aren't on a label, so <laughs> I, yeah. don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, just good, good vibey music. Yep. Vibe, <laughs> vibey music it. is a great way to describe this band as a whole. I don't know if there's too much more to add. To be honest, just so solid set of three songs right here. For sure. That brings us to our albums, and we've got a handful of albums to talk about. Starting with Zayd Wolf finally dropping his brand new album, Neon Blood Type. Now, before I go on to my spiel about this one, I want to know, uh, Justin or Derek, if you guys have any quick thoughts on this. Justin, do thoughts first? Yeah, I listened to this twice through, couldn't get into it. There are a couple of standouts. Um, Let's Go, Brand New Thing, pretty much all singles. Everything else I really just wasn't vibing with. Uh, um, you could say it's not a vibe. No, <laughs> in contrast to Outsider Heart, yeah. No, um, no, in contrast to the track, it's a vibe. Oh, yo, my bad. <laughs> yeah, both contacts um, work. So I, I real quick, I mentioned earlier that um oh god, I'm blanking. Uh Club Danger uh mm -hmm. was doing a decent job of at least getting me intrigued into the alt rock stadium rock side of things that I'm normally not as much uh as into, um, as well as one other artist. Um I did not get a chance to listen to this whole album, um, but I did listen to about like the first half. And I will say that as much as I haven't been able to get into Zade Wolf in the past, I think that, at least for me personally, there's a decent amount to like here. Um, and it's a lot... I'm enjoying it a lot more than I would have anticipated enjoying it, given uh, my history with this type of... or this side of the genre. Um, so kudos to Zade Wolf for making me at least somewhat enjoy um, Stadium Rock Alt Rock. I gotta give credit where credit's due, but I don't have too much else. Without with that out of the way, this is similar to Beartooth, where it's a band that I will never admit is one of my favorites, 
but I also don't think I'll be surprised if this ends up sneaking into my top 10 albums at the end of the year. Mm. And I say that uh, in the way of sneaking in literally. I th- I don't think <laughs> like I, I I don't think I could process it in my head and be like, this is a top 10 album of the year. I think it'll fall into place, if anything. Uh, similar to what you said, like there there's nothing bad going on here at all. A lot of it does sound the same, and I think that's probably its biggest weakness. But if you're someone like me that enjoys that sound consistently, then, as I said, it's shaping up to maybe sneak into the top 10 at the end of the year. Uh, What I was really looking forward to with this album, since a lot of the singles, and there were a lot of singles for this album, uh, a lot of them did sound very similar. I was hoping to get a little bit more variation in some of the new tracks here, and I did end up getting that with tracks like Is A Vibe and uh, Never Fade, where Is A Vibe almost leans more into hip-hop rap, in a way. And Never Fade is more of just, like... It's it's one of those songs that, like, you're running through a field of flowers kind of mood. Uh, it's not super stadium alt-rock-esque. Um, and I think that variation worked pretty well. I thought The Reason was a fantastic track to open the album on, and considering that a lot of it does sound very similar, to be able to stand out is like, that makes sense as an opener, I think is worth noting. Um, Other than that, uh, it's just the generic stadium alt-rock that we've talked about with the handful of singles in previous months. Uh, Some of my favorite songs on this album, similar to Justin Let's Go, arguably being my favorite on the album. I also really enjoyed uh, Madness and El Capitan, uh, particularly the vocal delivery in the chorus of El Capitan, I thought was really sick um, as one of my favorite moments on the album. Uh, and then some of the other singles that we didn't get to talk about because they were released before we even started this podcast, like um, Rumble. Yeah, Rumble and Still Fighting For It, I believe. Uh, Still Fighting For It being the closer, uh, which I don't think it didn't work in the same way that The Reason did as an opener, but I still think it's fine. And Rumble is another just classic stadium rock song. Like, I feel like that is the most, like, iconic stadium rock song that this album has to offer. Outside of that, I don't know if I have too much more to say. Um, I think anything that could be said about this album can be, has already been said. Um, It's one of those albums that if you're into the sound, you'll enjoy it. If not, you probably aren't going to be surprised by anything. It's something that it's what it's like they say not to read a book by its cover, but in this case, I almost feel like you can read the book by its cover and get the general gist of it, and that's fine. Um, um but as a, yeah, that's about it. As a, as a point of contention before we transition to the next album, um, as someone who kind of looks for a lot of variants in the albums they listen to, Jake, uh, how do you kind of deal with an album that? kind of all sounds the same bar one or two tracks i think i've always generally been a person that's okay with something sound the same if i really enjoy it okay that's 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 the best yeah, explanation yeah, i can yeah, give I'm, yeah that's understandable i mean that's yeah. that's just you know general if it's good I'm... music it's good music you know yeah that's really it let's move on then scarlet riot dropped their brand new album invicta So between Zayd Wolf, uh, Scarlet Riot, and the album we're going to be talking to after this, 
Uh, I, I like to group these three together as my 2018 throwback because these were all three bands that I was really back into when I was first kind of exploring the genre. And I think that really encapsulates Scarlet Riot for me as an introductory band, as someone that's getting into um, post-hardcore, uh, harsher vocals. I think Scarlet Riot is a good band to introduce you to that because they have some fantastic instrumentation throughout the album. Uh, but vocally, I do think it's something that works as an introduction. But as you find more bands and dig deeper into the scene, it starts to fall off. Whereas when I first found this band in 2017, I really enjoyed uh, their album Regenerate. Now, at this point, three, four years later, I have kind of grown out of it. But I am still able to enjoy it. It's just not exactly what i'm looking for anymore before i go into any more specific details uh derek i know you were listening to a couple of the songs before we uh, yeah started this. i i'm gonna echo your sentiments because i think i i really liked the clean vocals the i just didn't well i think the clean vocals are good i should say but i didn't feel like they had a lot of variation and the uncleans left a little something to be desired for me this is, for me, this felt like, uh, in sort of the same way that I feel about a lot of the older scene albums or bands, where it's like, if I had heard this as it was coming out, or in my introduction to, like, this side of music, I would enjoy it a lot more, but I've heard now that sound done differently and arguably better by a lot of other bands, so I'm left with this feeling like, okay... You know, I'm glad I heard it. I didn't necessarily dislike anything I heard, but it doesn't feel like I'm getting anything like unique or new with this, mm-hmm. um, which leaves not necessarily a bad taste, but I'm just kind of like, eh, by the time all is said and done, even if I liked what I was hearing, you know? Yep. So with all that being said, I'm just going to talk about a couple of my favorite songs on this album before we move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two songs that really stuck out to me outside of the singles were Black Cloud and To The Flames. Um black cloud uh had solid instrumentation pretty good chorus um just overall one of the better songs on this album but i think really the standout is to the flames for me uh the opening riff that you get in that song is one of my favorite pieces of the album and then i think you also get arguably my second favorite chorus on the album in uh that song as well um the the last moment that i thought uh kind of surprised me was that underwater transitioned really well into stronger uh, which was something that I wasn't expecting to get out of this band, where I was kind of just expecting a bunch of songs to just one song to the next, to the next, to the next. But Underwater had like a smooth transition into Stronger, and that was something that I appreciated, something I wasn't mm. expecting. Overall, I enjoyed the album more than I expected to, given that I've kind of grown out of it, uh, grown out of the band in a way. Right. Um, I definitely think there is a lot of good to offer. Like their Spotify numbers are bigger than they've ever been so obviously they're doing something right they're hitting a new audience that's working for them Mm. Uh, but i think for me and i think us as a whole it's not it's not exactly what we're looking for at this point and that's okay so i I don't think the last point that i have to make actually is uh so i mentioned that underwater into stronger has a fantastic transition stronger has like a 20 second distorted guitar fade out and it is disgusting (laughs) That like if I had to pick a least favorite moment on the album, it is that. Uh, it's it's just it's not fun to listen to. It's 
it's just bad. That's that's all I can say about it. Yeah. Uh, actually, one last thing. Uh, Human being the first song that we got as a single for this album, being the closer, is an interesting choice. Um, not not something I would have expected. Human also being probably my favorite single and one of my favorite tracks on this record as well. Has a solid chorus, and I also think the breakdown of that song is one of the more memorable pieces off of this album. But with that, I think I've covered just about anything I could about Scarlet Riot and their new album, Invicta. So let's switch gears and talk about uh, Diamante. Diamante? I don't know. I'm always very confused on how you pronounce it. Uh, they dropped a new album called American Dream. If I could, This closes out my uh, 2018 flashback throwback trifecta, being a band that I got into back in 2018 and now dropping their second album. I ha I didn't have too high expectations and I'm not coming out with anything that I am wowed by, uh, but I do think uh, of the songs that were new, um, I believe half of this album was singles, which uh, given that like, it had been a while since the last one dropped. I had kind of forgotten about some of them. Um, but, I mean, sim similar to Scarlet Riot, this album was better than I was expecting. Like, it wasn't a total disappointment from top to bottom. Um, I think the two standouts for me are American Dream being the opener and Unfuck You. As much as I hate to say it, Unfuck You is my favorite song on this album. Um, it... I was expecting kind of generic pop rock in a way, like hard rock with female vocals throughout most mm -hmm. of this album. Unfuck You gets heavier than anything else on this album for whatever reason, and it's sick. Like, I, I was I was vibing along to that song on my first listen, <laughs> unlike anything else on this album. That was a very pleasant surprise to me, and definitely the song that I went back to the most here. Um, and I thought single uh, some of the singles like Ghost Myself and uh, Serves You Right, I believe, were both as solid as they were when they were released as singles last year. But otherwise, um, I don't think there's too much, like, there isn't a ton of depth that I was able to pick up on. Uh, the ballads on this album being unlovable and hopeless didn't really do too much for me either. Um, I thought it was... Uh, a bit of a shame that you throw Iris and Hopeless uh, is the closing two tracks because they both kind of serve that ballad purpose yeah. and thus nullify each other almost, um, making the closing way less impactful than it would have been otherwise. If you just, you either remove Iris from the album or you remove Hopeless from the album, and I think I enjoy it more, in all honesty. Mm. Um, doesn't matter which one, but uh, yeah, I think... The last point that I want to make here is that American Dream has some cool lyricism referencing like East Coast soul, but West Coast so like it's basically I don't know. It's just a cool lyricism about like different areas of the USA coming into like the American Dream. Um, I, I thought it was kind of neat. It's it's a little corny, but I, it worked for me. Uh, that's about all I have to say about this album. Though better than expected, but still not something I'm going to be actively revisiting all too much. No, I, I would have to agree um, wholeheartedly. No, I, I, I think my favorite um, personally was just, um, oh God, what was that song? I'm losing it. Uh, it was a wake up call for me that oh, really okay. like, I, I enjoyed it uh, quite a decent bit. Um, I just want to like, I, I think it's, it's neat that she's, 
I mean, I, I, I was introduced to her um, through that Bad Wolves feature. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's, I don't know how much she had established prior, but it's neat to see that she's kind of come far since that feature. Um, and overall, just, yeah, I don't know how I feel about like the covers um or at least a couple of the covers or something that draws parallels to covers kind of ending the latter half of that album um iris and then i love myself for hating you which is a direct play off of a song from the 80s um but i mean overall i i didn't have any expectations from this because i haven't loved a lot of what i've heard recently and so i was kind of pleasantly surprised by the time all was said and done um which is always a <laughs> a good thing to have happen yep so with all that being oh, no. said, I think that wraps up the 2018 throwback that I have forced into this episode. Let's get <laughs> into the good shit now. We got Galleons dropping their self-titled album. I'm sorry, did I hear good shit? Yeah. Good, because this is the my favorite album of this month. I don't, uh, I, I won't go that far, but I was definitely I, I, I said mean, I was pleasantly me, so that's I, one yeah, I said I, I was pleasantly I, surprised with the past two albums. I was also very pleasantly surprised in this one in a very different way because I have gone back to a handful of these songs significantly more. I'm gonna hold back and we let everyone else speak. Yeah, I wasn't very high on the singles. And then when I heard the album as a whole, I was like, wow, this is a lot better. I'm going to say that again in another album we talk about. Yep. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, yeah, this is great. Um, also, I didn't know they were, part, like, it's the band is, like, part in Australia and partly in, what's the other country, Russia? Russia. Russia, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah this that's, band is, like, all virtual as far as I'm aware. Yeah. Yeah, so is Valiant Hearts. Everything Tom uh, Tom Byrne has done is all virtual. That's interesting to me. Uh, Derek, what did you think of the album? I really, really enjoyed it, more so than I thought I was going to based on the strength of the singles, like Jacob said. Um, I think that my favorite tracks um, are the non-singles. Oh, yeah. Um, yep, I, I agree. You know, Werewolf, um, I Travel East, This Feeble Goes West, Part 3. Um, Young Blood, and then That Ain't No Crown. Um, I Travel East is actually my favorite song off this album. It's the one... Look, we... This dude's... Uh, Tom, Tom. Tom sounds like Johnny Craig. I'm just putting right? it out there. He does. He does. Like, the, the, the compare. It's not even, like, a comparison at this point. It's like, damn, we lost Johnny Craig, but we gained Johnny Craig. <laughs> like, um... Especially, like, the way he does the vocal runs and the delivery on I Travel East. It's very reminiscent of like relativity or rel, rel- no, I had it right the first time relativity, um, and self-titled era Amorosa, like this oh. this whole album for me feels like a really strong callback to that era, um, of just post-hardcore in general, like that two thousand eight to two thousand eleven era. I obviously wasn't into <laughs> you know that style of music um when it came out but those first two Emerosa albums um did a lot for me senior year of high school and like helping me get through it um and so to have an album that's kind of acting like a callback to it um was really neat to listen to um especially because it's so um 
So not not coincidence, similar, you know, in a lot of ways. I think if I had to give a criticism to the album, which I will put as my closing thought before I let you go wild, um, is that it as much as it sounds a lot like that era of post-hardcore, it's almost too much of a good thing, I guess would be a way to put it, like, at points. Like, okay. I hear certain songs, and I'm like, okay, this is good, like, don't get me wrong, but I feel like I've heard this already, like, in bits and pieces on other parts of the album um, at enough of a rate where I'm like, you know, maybe... Maybe I'm not as high on this song because it feels like I've heard another song on the album do the same thing but better already, you know. Um, do you have an but overall, on that? um, so I want to agree with you. I think it's. I don't have any specific examples in terms of like thirty seconds of this song sounded better on the other thirty seconds of this song. Right, right. It's yeah. It's. I guess I I hear the strongest bits of my favorite tracks on the album as just like a general sort of thing. And I hear those same things being done on the rest of the album, but not quite as strong. So I'm left feeling less high on the rest of the album solely on the grounds that I really, really like the songs that are good on this album or that I enjoy the most, if that makes sense. Um, But overall, I mean, this is my favorite album of theirs by far you know you and i have been <laughs> listening to them for what three years now before um, that yeah when they were yeah. about like twenty thousand, twenty thousand monthly listeners the other big crap down crack well, okay well no when we because twenty thousand was that last album we found them they were under a thousand like were it was they? like yeah it was like 900 something oh i wish i wish spotify had like a like like there yeah, were, or yeah, there was like a website with like tracker. a chart where you could actually watch. Yeah, because it, it was just that um Dream Machines album. Um, Damn, but, they've grown so yeah, much. Yeah, honestly, and understandably so, because I feel like overall, in terms of songwriting, instrumentation, vocal delivery, um, all of it, this is their strongest effort by far, and it it really shows. So I I, I really enjoyed this album more so than I was expecting to. Yeah. So as you said, I came from Dream Machines. Loved that that album for the most part. There were some that really didn't click with me. Metropolis, I could not get into for whatever reason. I me went neither. multiple listens. This one clicked instantly. Every single song I enjoyed, first listen to the most recent listen I've gone to. Um, every single one. As both of you have said, singles are the weakest. And that's not a bad thing. That's just because everything else that was disguised in the album until it was released just hit the bar so much higher. Mm-hmm. Um, Tobias from Novelists uh, and X Alaska bringing in Youngblood, that's a wonderful feature. Um, Garrett Rapple is also a good feature, but um, I think that's probably the best single. Um, Werewolf and that ain't no crown are arguably tied for my top uh non-single of the mm. album uh werewolf just has a really good uh catchy sound the chorus is good um the end where um it flows into uh cleans and then uncleans and kind of reverses back and forth and kind of meshes them together you know i i 
I loved that blend, and I, I go back to it every time. It's probably up to two hundred that like two hundred listens to me right now. Two hundred thousand. I was like, about to shit. say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, where when in Rome? I don't give that song much credit. I went back and listened to it. It's good. Um, mm-hmm. It's just not stuck with me as much as the others. Uh, Casablanca is probably my least favorite non-single, but mm-hmm. that's because everything else I've, I've been able to hit, you know, click with instantly, uh, been able to replay. Tom, this is his best work by far. Um, I, I followed the album process where, um, you know, he's working on the, the vocal leads uh, so I could like listen to every song and know like, oh, he he did the vocal track for this, you know, in this like Instagram behind the scenes. So mm-hmm. like I can hear this exact lyric and I know where this came from, um, you know, following that and then lead leading up to this album that did not disappoint whatsoever. There is not right. a bad song on this album. And that is hard to say really hard to say in a 10 10 track album yes yep. yes i i have the this spoiler this is going to crack somewhere in my top five mm. understandably so so to get into some of my thoughts real quick i mean unless jacob do you want to say well I, I this yeah. is totally off a of topic sorry but i just want to say the album artwork this month like singles and all is the best month for album art. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah no um the the album art uh, in case you guys can't see it in the in the audio version it, it's literally a, a wolf from the three little pigs burning down a wooden house and a lot of this album is referencing fairy tales um let's pretend has like mirror mirror on the wall um i That's think cool. there's also some uh fairy tale um lyrics written in when in rome and in casablanca but don't quote me on that um oh, i forgot to mention travelies there's mm, this album's just really good <laughs> yeah yeah i i feel like i travel east should be my favorite song on the album but it isn't um i've gone back to that ain't no crown significantly more so i'm labeling that as my favorite song on the album mm-hmm. for sure uh given that none of the singles really clicked with me um listening to it in full i'm definitely much higher on the entire album and some of the singles um mm. hate the player not the game and better the devil you know in particular grew on me let's pretend still has not clicked that garrett rap feature doesn't do it for me um and i think the other thing that's holding this album back for me is the closing two tracks of when in rome and casablanca also really just not doing much for me uh mm. probably the two most underwhelming tracks on the album if you ask me but other than that, considering that I really did not have very high expectations, coming out of this album with Youngblood, That Ain't No Crown, and I Travel East as all really solid songs that I enjoy going back to was, I want to say more than I was expecting, but at the same time, I really enjoy Valiant Hearts and I really like Tom's voice. So like, it makes sense that I finally found something that worked for me. Yeah. Um, It, it was just a matter of time, to be honest. Yeah, I don't have too much to say on the whole. I didn't love the album. I don't think it's going to rank anywhere near like my top whatever come end of the year, but definitely a solid album. Definitely worth a listen. Glad I gave it a listen and all that. Alrighty then. Fellas, we got to talk to the boys in Never Tell in an After Hours episode a few weeks back. 
Let's dedicate some time to get deeper into their new album, Everything in My Mind. Before we hit on it, um, just to preface this in case anyone was concerned, uh, we did get this album early, um, but that's, of course, not going to affect our thoughts or anything like that. Just wanted to preface that. Uh, if, if you yeah, haven't I think checked it out, my thoughts, um, actually. yeah, mine too. Mine too. <laughs> if you haven't checked out the After Hours episode, be sure to go check that out uh, while we're here. Jacob, I want to hear your thoughts on this first. I've been most interested so, to hear yours. So, because we got to talk to them and because they gave us the album early, I spent a lot of time with this album. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is by far my favorite album of the month um we take this you like to see it you like to see it yeah because i i definitely thought out of the four of us i was the least on to this band um yeah i feel like i'm this this could have top 10 potential like i i um, agree it is yeah it is very good my favorite track has changed since the interview okay but but uh, yeah. So so real quick, you're saying your favorite track has changed. Um, I want to yeah. go through everybody's favorite track real quick. So Jacob, no, my here. loneliness. Okay, never mind. Jacob, hit <laughs> me with your second. Back on me. Oh, okay, Justin. Uh, Dark Cloud still. Oh, and mine is still New Friends. So we've all got different favorite songs. That's interesting. I think that's a testament to yeah. the quality of this album. Oh, nothing easily. else. Yep. 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 He said that we wouldn't let it impact um, the way that we felt about the album. I thought that was interesting because after having that interview with them um, and them talking about how certain aspects of the album um, reflected like a a jumbled, um, like incohesive thought process in your head and dealing with those swirling thoughts and emotions and how... Um, with anxiety, like depression, whatever mental affliction, you know, your mind is always swirling and goes, jumps from place to place. Um, and how that contextualized certain things, um, in the album, uh, like for instance, the ending of back on me or the ending in all I need, where it switches up from that kind of post hardcore type thing into Raul's vocals. Um, before we'd mentioned that when we reviewed the singles, that it felt like very jarring um at times to have that like transition when i heard them talk about that and i had that ability to contextualize those changes and what i had almost prior wished that had been a little bit more cohesive between certain parts of the songs whether it be a change in instrumentation a change in vocals whatever having that sort of context of this is supposed to represent how your thoughts can jump from place to place and how suddenly that can happen made me appreciate those songs and the album as a whole like 10 times more than i already did yeah Um, to to stop you there if you guys have already listened to this album and are still kind of confused like we were go listen to that uh interview we did with him absolutely I, I feel like getting the thought process of the creators of a project mm. uh, b- paints a brighter picture. Because mm-hmm. um, oh, 
what we're saying here is definitely true. I'll, you know, that conversation has kind of opened our eyes more to this album, and I feel like that's definitely something we should look for more in the future when we go through After Hours. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because having that conversation is very much helpful on that insight. Well, yeah, I mean, just in general, too, getting, like you mentioned, artist's thought process, whether it be, like, through something on the podcast or just, like, going and looking at another interview in general, like, this has really, because before, I mean, like, I've, I've looked at, like, meanings of songs and been like, oh, well, this song means something different to me now because I can understand and connect with it more, as opposed to, I don't think I've ever had an entire album uh, click for me like this one did after having it contextualized like rather than on a song by song basis you know yeah i I, (laughs) shameless plug aside um do go listen to that interview uh because getting that thought process for all of us in some capacity really changed the way we think about this album i guess the way we at least um approach certain songs and then look at the album as a whole this is just really, really, really good overall. I'm very phenomenally pleased with pretty much everything on this album. Um, if Zayd Wolf isn't my favorite album of the month, it, this is in contention for it. Yeah. Um, I, I want to double back to the fact that uh, it felt jarring some of the singles, like particularly All I Need, the ending of All I Need, threw me off so hard the first time I heard it. I, when I listened to this album in full for the first time, uh, from track to track, like it is impressive how well it all flows together and how cohesive yeah. it is, considering how all over the place it is at the same time. For sure. Um, particularly like in those first four songs, I feel like it kind of like kind of tones down a little bit towards the end, uh, whereas like "Know My Loneliness" and "Dark Cloud" feel a little bit more normal in a way compared to the. Uh, kind of crazy stuff you get in back on me everything in my mind all i need Mm. that triple threat um but it all comes together so well and one track that we haven't given mention to yet that i think is like surprisingly one of my favorites is life like this yes it's it's like kind of a it's kind of an interlude kind of not um but it's it's mostly raw like rapping to a beat um and slowly throughout the song the rock instrumentals come in until they hit in the final chorus and when those instrumentals fully come in, it's one of my favorite moments on the album outside of the entirety of Know My Loneliness. Still being my favorite song on this album and probably being one of my favorite songs of the entire year so far. Going back to the fact that this feels like a super cohesive package, Holding On is a fantastic opener. Um, the way that it slowly builds up before you hit uh, a drop is just fantastic. Um, definitely, I mean, yeah, I, I want to say it's my favorite of the non-singles, uh, Holding On. And I think the last point I want to make, uh, Justin, you're saying Dark Cloud is your favorite. I think Dark Cloud is actually my least favorite song on this album. Mm. Um, it, it has closer energy, but it doesn't hit. It doesn't really strike me in any way, um, which is unfortunate because I feel like if you hit me with a strong closer, like I'd feel much more confident in saying this is like top 10 contender or at least an honorable mention type thing. But I yeah. feel like because it, I it leaves me a bit it leaves me hanging a little bit with that song where it doesn't hit as much as i wanted it to given how strongly i feel about everything else regardless of that um fantastic album from top to bottom even if i think dark cloud is a little more underwhelming than everything else uh just to echo what you guys have all said yeah i'm gonna size you up with my thought process on thought process on this um jeremy said it best 
I think um, the title of this album is perfect. Yes. For, yes. For absolutely. the album itself, it's not only you know one of the the tracks in the actual album, but just a pure distinction of how a mind works when you know depression, loneliness, all that just kind of overcomes it, and you like you don't know how to cope. So like the the switching back and forth, all that. Um, and the reason I say Dark Cloud is my favorite is because when we got this, I listened to this front and back several times to kind of get the feeling of the album, kind of understand it more before we had the conversation with them. Um, Dark Cloud originally, I wasn't really feeling. Um, but honestly, understanding the context of the album more and how it's that progression of um, that deterioration of um, just someone's mental capability just breaking down, unable to process what was going on with like depression, you know, suffering from anxiety and all that. You know, with that and then understanding the the lyricism and the instrumentation behind Dark Cloud makes it my favorite. Otherwise, as a soul, as a single song, just kind of separating the album and just sing, single songs, everything in my mind is probably my favorite, just based on sound, lyrically, vocally. But Dark Cloud, just in meaning, you know, that's my thought process on why it's my favorite. But I can fully understand why it's kind of your least favorite. Um, but in general, this album was done beautifully. Nine tracks. You know, each of them has their own feel. You're gonna like one of these at the very least. Otherwise, you just don't like the sound. Um, you know, we we hit on each one kind of singly. Um, what's it mean? Uh, being two minutes of just kind of a slow uh vocal reverb that just kind of builds. You know, I I felt that was a good break into the rest yeah. of the album. Yep, it was a nice break. Yep. Um, it's hard to get that with interludes too. Something that remains interesting but has a good break. Um, overall, man, never tell you. If you guys are listening, you guys hit this one out of the park. I yep. know we said oh, that yeah, in listen. the interview, but <laughs> damn. Uh, we hope to see more of you guys in the future. For, for sure. For sure. Yeah, the, I, this album is it's, it's the perfect length. It's short, but I think any longer and it wouldn't have the same effect. Exactly. It's super replayable because it's short as well, which is another bonus. Jake, you mentioned your favorite moment. I want to mention mine. Go for it. It's in, uh, it's in All I Need when... I think it's the... I'm going to say second chorus. I could be wrong. It's, I think it's the last chorus. I'm going to say the last chorus. Where, they're, where Jeremy does a little chuckle. <laughs> right do you, do you know what I, do you remember that part or am I, no yeah, it's yeah. not it's not ringing a bell to me right now unfortunately i i know what you're talking about yeah yeah let's move on then we got two more albums before we're done tonight one morning left have dropped their album hyperactive It finally happened. They finally dropped the album. We've been talking about this band since Neon Highway came out, often through disappointment, and we're finally here. I don't know if you guys gave it a full listen or not, but uh, I'm just going to start off by saying that 
most of the singles were better than I remembered them in the context of the album. Mm-hmm. Uh, particularly Sinners Are Winners grew on me quite a bit. Um, I think it helps that it follows up Neon Highway, so I was already in good spirits. Uh, but really, the standout song on this album has to be Downfall. That song... I was not expecting to get anything nearly as good. I mean, Neon Highway is fantastic, don't get me wrong, but Downfall is like the next step up. It is it is the epitome of this energy that this band portrays. It's crazy, it's all over the place, it's fast-paced, it's heavy, it's awesome. Um, the opening guitar riff is sick. I don't know who does the Queens, whether it's the guitarist or the bassist. Um, I think it's probably the guitarist. But his Queen vocals have so much personality and downfall in particular that make me go back to it. It's one of my favorite songs of the month from an album that I was otherwise not very much anticipating given how I was underwhelmed by a handful of the singles. So yeah, uh, between Neon Highway, uh, Creatures, which we talked about last month, and Downfall, uh, and Sinners Are Winners growing on me as well, like... This album's solid. It's definitely, uh, as a theme for me, better than I expected this month. I am not quite as high on it as you are, and I want it to be. I think that the band has a lot of like creativity and fun in the oh, writing yeah, they, process. They definitely have a lot of fun. Yeah, and it translates a lot into the way that like the music comes across. Um, I think that the electronic elements, for me, are absolutely what sets this band apart. Yep. Um, and it's where they excel. Um, <laughs> one moment that I thought was funny was in uh, Worry Less, Dance More, where um, there's like a little funk down, I guess is what yeah, I'll call it. I, and I then think like I remember that, yeah. The, 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 like, mosh call, whatever, for it was a cat call with a guitar. <laughs> like, I, that was something, like, I hadn't heard before. Um, and I was like, damn, like, <laughs> this is a unique little bit. Um, that and Neon Highway, to me, are the band at their, like, creative best. Um. And those were also my two favorite songs off the album. Um, ultimately, I was left feeling like the electronic elements weren't necessarily enough to propel this band into great, or at least this album, um, into greatness as much as I wanted it to. Um, the rest of the album outside of those creative bits, as much fun as was coming across, felt a little bit generic at times to me. Um and it left me by the time I was said and done, like I don't regret having listened to this album. I think that there are bits here to love, but I am not enjoying it as much as I wanted to, or thought I would on paper. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's all fair to say. Uh, my biggest criticism of this album, uh, other than the fact that I don't feel like the personality this band offers on some songs doesn't appear on others. It comes in the final two tracks where both of them instantly just get straight into it there's no build into worry less dance more there's no build into hyperactive it's literally just you're straight into it into like a riff um Mm. like frame one it feels like there's no breathing room whatsoever and as the closing two tracks that really just put me off especially having them back to back actually actually you know what yeah that makes sense and i don't think hyperactive was a great closer either yeah i I think it it works okay yeah yeah it was fine but it wasn't anything special yeah, I don't know. This there is a lot of potential within this band and within this album, and I feel like in some ways they hit it, and in more ways than not, they maybe miss the mark just a little bit, and so I'm left kind of wanting more. Yep, but I think that's fair. 
I don't know if there's too much more to say, to be honest. No, that leaves us with one final album. Uh, the new album from Our Hollow, Our Home, entitled Burn in the Flood. I'm going to get my thoughts out of the way pretty quick because they haven't changed. I'm still just not able to get into the uncleans that this band mm. has to offer, and that's really holding me back from enjoying this as much as I want to. So, I knew something was wrong when i clicked burn in the when i clicked play album and burn in the flood was epic <laughs> yeah <laughs> Not, like i was like wait what <laughs> yeah this was a pleasant surprise like i said burn in the flood was really good when i listened to it and it never clicked with me when it was a single. I don't know why. It's literally the first track on the album. I think it was the first single too, wasn't it? Yep. I do have to say, I think I would like this album a lot better if they cut the last track off and Blood was the closer. Okay. Hmm. I, I hadn't given it Blood that has, thought. Blood has better closer energy than Seven Years. So would you say cut the last track or would you say rearrange mm, them and just make I could I could go with either. Okay. To be honest. Uh I want to echo that the singles were better than I remembered in some cases. <laughs> um I think Overcast, uh Burning the Flood and 7 Years, uh, Shine a Light on Me were really like singles where I hadn't given them their due time and I don't know what changed cuz I don't feel like this album necessarily contextualize them any better than just hearing them by themselves. But for whatever reason, hearing them, like I really, really, really liked it. Um, I want to talk for a moment about the triple threat of features that are on this album, because like, holy shit, like what a lineup. Um, we have Ollie Duncanson of This City Is Ours, uh, Rio Kenoshita of Crystal Lake, and then Loki Kyo of uh, Alpha Wolf. <laughs> and certainly, like, that is certainly a triple threat, yeah. Holy shit, that song with Loki. Oh my goodness. Children of Manus is my favorite song yeah, on here. That's my favorite song too. Holy shit, it goes so hard. <laughs> I love it. Um I think okay. And this is gonna might not make any sense, so sorry in advance if it doesn't. I think this band's and this or at least this album's greatest strength is also its greatest weakness. Uh I think that this band is very good at making metalcore. Yeah. Like, very, very good at it. But there's too um, much of it. Yeah. Yes. It yeah. It's Would almost like... Would you like this as, like, an EP? Yes. I think that... I think I would agree. There's a lot here, individual moments to love, but if you asked me to differentiate between a lot of the songs on here, I couldn't. Like, it feels like for a lot of it, they all sound very good, but they all sound like a lot of the same. And so it's like, if I'm not entirely sold on it, then having to hear a lot of the same for 11 tracks might be a bit much. As opposed to if this was just an EP. I think I, think I would probably fall into that boat. Yeah, I... It's not, and it's it's something that's like I guess more of a subjective critique because I have seen a lot of people on Twitter who I know for a fact 
really just like metalcore ass metalcore and they're like holy shit this is album of the year like <laughs> everything this, this is the best thing i've ever heard like i i love it and it, it like i mentioned earlier it really feels like something to me where if you are sold on the concept and on this band sound then you are going to love this album because with a good decent bit of variation this is 11 tracks of a lot of the same type of metalcore Again, with a couple exceptions, I think that Children of Manus, especially, um, being a lot heavier uh, than the rest of the album, setting itself apart. Um, Blood 2, with that acoustic moment. Um, But just overall, like, because I'm not entirely sold on what this band has to offer, if I'm getting 11 tracks, but I'm left like, eh. Like, I think that it's all good, and I didn't hate anything that I heard, and I would honestly probably go back repeatedly and listen to this album front to back without issue, um, and I, I will, because I want to see if it ends up clicking with me. Um, but just overall, I wish for just maybe a little bit more variation um, in sound that could leave me with a few more memorable moments on this album. All right, I want you to make a five-track EP with this album. Go. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I think I I think I could do it. I think I could do it. Yeah. I I mean okay. I haven't listened to every song in full, but um like I didn't listen to it all together, but I uh picked out a couple of the non-singles to listen to just to get an idea on if I would actually like the full album or not. But if it were up to me, I would probably go Burn in the Flood, Better Days, Nerve, Remember Me 7 Years. Okay. I'm going to go fuck burn in the flood in retrospect overcast children of manis blood all right so basically the other half of the album i didn't pick fair enough (laughs) (laughs) what about you jacob um burn the flood three features and then blood i could fuck with that i respect it because I, I want it is, is um... <laughs> you know, this is us saying we like burning the flood as an opener, so it's picking, <laughs> and then like we've got one of the two final tracks as good closers. What are the three like fill ins that we're gonna <laughs> stick in the middle? <laughs> Basically, yeah, yeah. I, I do want to give a shout out to Better Days because that dropped as a single. Uh, we didn't get to talk mm-hmm. about it because it dropped uh, this same month, uh, but Better Days was probably the closest. I've gotten to liking anything to like fully enjoying uh, anything that this band has dropped. Um, it, I mean, the fact that it opens with the Queens vocalist is a good sign considering he's my favorite part of this band um, as I'm still struggling to get into the unqueen vocals. Uh, yeah. But I feel like better days, uh, even if I wasn't as big into the unqueen vocals, I feel like similar to convictions, which you talked about earlier. Yeah. Um, there were moments where I was like, you know that's that's cool i like that part mm-hmm. not the entire way but there were unclean moments that i did actually enjoy and i can't say that for every single that i've heard right. um and particularly i think his queen vocals really uh got to shine on that song shout out As to they queen did vocalist for yeah. sounding so british <laughs> True. <laughs> i feel like a lot of uh vocalists where British kind of lose a lot of their accent when they sing, but he has retained his almost perfectly. It's interesting. It's different. It differenti- differentiates this band, I feel like, um, from the rest of the pack. But I mean, overall, I, I, I think I need more time with this album to see if this overall thing clicks with me. Yeah. Um, if it does, God bless. If it doesn't, I've got 
four to six songs off of this that I enjoyed that I'll revisit and I'm happy with it. So is that a wrap? I think that's a wrap. At, that's oh, a wrap. Just, uh, just under two hours and uh, 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Right? right? Yeah. I was fucking right. You were. Oh, I, 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 I didn't I'm hear. Bad time. I, I'm bad at time to do it. I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's only your fault. Yeah, it's only no. mine. <laughs> yeah, Jake, do better. Okay, I will. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, uh, that was easy. <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel like it's interesting, though, where it's like, We've gone this length the past couple of months, but I feel like this recap didn't feel nearly as long. And I no. think that just has to do with not having such a large volume mm -hmm. where we were able to kind of get more in-depth with some of the material, which was nice. Um, and hopefully if you've made it this far into the episode, you enjoyed us getting more in detail about some of the albums and songs we talked about. So, yeah. uh, With that being said, uh, to wrap things up, if you aren't following us on social media already, definitely go do so. At HiveMindRadio underscore on instagram and twitter uh go subscribe to our youtube channel as well where uh we upload these episodes um and we also do them live uh every first weekend of the month so if you want to catch us live, friday or saturday yeah, if you want to catch us live before uh the edited version goes live a couple days later uh go subscribe to the YouTube. yeah true uh go subscribe <laughs> to the youtube channel if you want any of that uh but yeah i don't really got too much more to say um i feel like we all went into this with saying may was one of the more underwhelming arguably the most underwhelming month of the year but i feel like there was a lot of music that we all enjoyed this month that we got to talk yeah, about for, for sure. sure for sure yeah. um i, I want to make another plug as well uh because of the success that uh never tell had on us after talking with them benny bands you got stuff coming out reach out to us um you've seen our opinions how we you know what kind of music we enjoy feel free to reach out to us we'll be glad to sit down kind of understand your albums a bit more from a perspective of people who don't have much else to do well um, i don't know i don't know about that one but <laughs> i mean i i just got a job as of like two days ago so i'm actually not going to be broke this summer so shout Yo, out to let's that. go um, yeah, you know, hot yeah. hot girl summer in full force for Jake. <laughs> Hell no. <nah. laughs> but that's oh, that kind gonna, of insight. I'm just gonna be making bank. But yeah, that kind of insight from artists that actually make the creative work is very, very much something that a lot of people need and not a lot of bands really know how to give out without actually answering the questions given. So um reach out to us. You know, DM one of us on Twitter or DM the Hive Mind Radio Twitter. Uh, that's where we're most active. Yeah, for sure. Or Instagram. Absolutely. I mean, for for creative purposes, but also just for our own. <laughs> we like to have that sort of um, insight, and you've seen how much it can help us with our appreciation of we were just what we hear. So. Yeah, that too. <laughs> I don't know if there's too much more to say, fellas. No, no, let's get this over with before Jake yeah. starts editing us out. Um... <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, have a have a great month. Have a great night, whatever it is. Uh, we'll catch you with another After Hours episode, or we'll catch you next month with our June recap, where we'll be talking about more albums, EPs, and singles, as per usual. Mm -hmm.